Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. to another edition of the C3 Friday Free-For-All. I am your host, Cody Lashley, once again, bringing to you the only Panther podcast for the fans, by the fans. This is your opportunity to come on the show, be a part of the action. Tell us what you think about the Carolina Panthers. Tell us what you think about these coaches. Tell us what you Think about the info that I have to bestow upon you tonight. Because, listen, y'all, it's not very often that your boy has insider information. But when he does, it's big time. And, boy, you have a lot to discuss tonight. Uh, I, I definitely have a bunch of interesting things to speak with you all about tonight. I'm going to continue to let some people roll in so that way we have enough people uh, when we do announce what this insider info is. And let me tell you, you do not want to miss it. Uh, In the meantime, let me introduce the faithful. They're here every single Friday, man. You know them and love them. First, none other than the man himself, the living legend, goes every day. Kenneth, my man, Panther Pickle. How are you, brother? Hey, brother, I'm good, man. Race week here in Bristol. There's more people here than they needs to be. There's some good people. There's some bad people. There's some ugly people. And there's some real (laughs) Everything in between. Quite drunk people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. There's a drunk person probably uh, every few feet. I would imagine. There's one next door, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Nice, nice, nice. We're happy to have you, Pickle, of course. Uh, next up, my man Drew. What is going on, brother? Happy to have you back on another edition of the Free For All. What's going on, fellas? Ready for this great Free For All show? As we said, got a little bit of insider information we're going to go over tonight. And we're going to talk about these Panthers and see what we think about them going up against these New York football giants. Because unfortunately, guys, it's not looking too good. 
Yeah, man, we're only one game into the season, and people are already worried about uh, about this team and our run defense. Man, we've got so much to talk about. We're going to break down this game, too. We're going to be doing the prize pick segment later, breaking down this game, seeing what entries are good. Maybe we can make some money doing this. Hey, man, prize picks is going to be a really big sponsor for us going forward this year. Next up, my man Nick Montero. He's up there in Patriots country, like Drew is as well. We've got a few pins uh, behind enemy lines. But, Nick, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. Just up at my cabin, checking out the views. Here, I'll show you guys this again. So, oh, I'm so jealous. Snap. That's man, basically the front Damn. porch. Of the I-, cabin. I could live there. And I decided to take the Jeep out today. So. Oh, hell yeah. Tricked out. It's like been a, a good day. Bro. I like roll that. up I then. Like that. <laughs> hey, yeah, roll up. No, I love that, man. Happy to have you joining us, man. You sound crisp. You sound clear. Happy to have you with us. Next up, my man, White Chocolate Espresso. I don't even think I've called him by his government name in over two months or so now. White mm-hmm. Chocolate, what's up, brother? Not much, man. Just chilling, chilling, waiting to talk. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, next up, um, of course, man. My uh, listen, man. This guy, he is—he's uh, the commander of the guard. He's a dragon rider. He is a legend in his own right. Sir Jay Stubbs is joining the podcast. Jay Stubbs, what's up, bro? What it do, baby? Hey. We uh, just—we went from uh, the missed opportunities era. Now we're in the missed tackles era. So we downgraded. We're supposed to upgrade, but we downgraded. Yeah, we, we, sure right, did, we sure did downgrade. You say that twice. <laughs> uh, next up, uh, this hosted podcast called the 704 Charlotte Bound Podcast in honor of our late brother, Steplin Gray, 704 Charlotte Bound. Rest in peace, brother. We love you. Uh, and uh, this man, uh, you, you might know him, you might love him, but he's always repping his Carolina Panthers. It's my man, Twan Don. Twan, what's up, brother? What's good, man? What's going on with the fellas tonight, man? I'm ready to go. I'm trying to get in here early because tonight I will be watching a real ACC team. Tonight. Get ready for Louisville. Watching a real ACC team play tonight. You know what I'm saying? I feel sorry for all you Clemson fans. The St. Joe year is a wrap. I mean, you know, we just got a couple of national titles and uh, we like 5 and 0 against the Seminoles, but no big deal, man. I'm happy you're like, yeah, no, that, on, that, no, 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 against us. Bro, I'm just maybe saying, with, like, uh, maybe the over the last years, three years or so, maybe uh, over the last yeah, three it, years, it's been, it's been, it's been pretty one sided, and uh, you know, real college football team, yeah, but head to head, but head, but head to head, the beginning, it's not even, it's not even close. That's right. I'll let you live back in the 1980s. And, uh, no, 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 no. Because we want to take the famous Jameis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, but uh, happy to have you. And then ne- and the next up, uh, we haven't had this man on in a while, but he's back joining us again. SC Base. SC, what's up? SC. Hey, baby, what's up, man? We, we in the regular season, man. The tough week one. But uh, those refs really screwed us in the end, but we got a lot to work on. I'm just hoping the boys. 
Get a win this weekend. Let's go. Yes, sir. Let's go. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I have been telling you on Twitter that I have some some news to break. And um, and by the way, I, I hear someone's TV in the background. If you have any background noise, either mute yourself while I'm talking or turn your TV a little bit lower. Uh, but listen, uh, I'm not going to bury the lead no more, man. Uh, I have some inside information. Now, before I say the things that I'm going to say, I want to just basically come out and say this, right? I Wait, Cody. Have... Cody. Hold on. All right. Go ahead. You got to say this inside information is brought to you by Manscaped. Okay, that is a pretty cool idea. So let's just do that. This insider information is brought to you by Manscaped. Trim Clean those balls. Dude, it makes your jump look bigger. It makes everything not so sweaty. You don't got swamp nuts anymore. You need to shave yourself up. Use promo code PANTHERS. To get off of your order, shout out to Manscaped. Appreciate no it. testimonials. No testimonials. Yeah. Well, you know, that's for a different day. You know, this is the Friday freak for all. No but, um, testimonials. All right, so look, I'm gonna, so, all right, so look, let me let, let me jump into this, man. So basically, um, I have uh, a very good friend who recently came in contact with an NFL player a longtime NFL player who is very good friends with a coach on the Carolina Panthers. Now, for the sake of keeping everyone anonymous and not revealing sources, I'm not going to tell you the name of my friend. I'm not going to tell you the name of the player. And I'm not going to tell you the Panthers coach. So with that said, you can choose to believe everything that I'm saying or nothing I'm saying at all. And that is entirely up to you. But yeah, I, feel I, good, I feel good. At, shout out to him. I feel good <laughs> enough about this information that I am coming to you all today, and I'm going to deliver it to you. So I've uh, I've made some uh, some spark notes right here. I'm going to go through them, and um, we'll just kind of go through it one by one, and uh, and you guys can let me know what you think. Right. All right. Y'all take a breath. Take a big deep breath. And here we go. Many coaches and players on the Carolina Panthers have a real problem with Phil Snow and his college-style defense. Chief amongst them is none other than Steve Wilkes, who feels like our defense is made up too much for the college game and is incapable of being successful long-term in the NFL. Steve Wilkes and Phil Snow at one point got into a shouting match. It was an argument that turned into a shouting match about safeties uh, not being able to roll up and play linebacker effectively on run plays. Snow likes to run uh, uh, three safeties on the field. Wait, put my notes back. He likes to run three safeties on the field, uh, and Steve Wilkes feels Jeremy Chen is the only player capable of doing that. And even so far as to say, Sean Chandler and Sam Franklin are nothing more than practice squad players. And these have been two players that, you know, Phil Snow and Matt Rule, 
uh, you know, they've been very complimentary over their time with the Panthers. Next up, Paul Pasqualoni, defensive line coach, is in the corner of Steve Wilkes. And both of these men believe that we're too light at the linebacker position to be able to stop the run consistently. This is due to Phil Snow and his insistence on lighter linebackers who can run fast. This is sometimes why Snow feels his safeties and linebackers can be interchangeable in the defense. But there is a very real feeling amongst people in the building that the Panthers are too light on the edges of their defensive line. Now, that brings us to Carlos Dunlap. Because the, the player the player that was talking to my friend um, is friends with Carlos Dunlap. Carlos Dunlap wanted to come to the Carolina Panthers, but Matt Rule was making everyone earn their position on the football team. So therefore, Scott Federer could not guarantee Carlos what position he would be playing or guarantee him money that would indicate him to be a starter for the Carolina Panthers. So he would so, they would never they would never up the offer for Carlos Dunlap because there was a competition. And Matt Rule was not gonna give Carlos Dunlap a starting job. So Carlos Dunlap said, All right, I'm going to the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> Next up better team. De- Derek Brown in our defense wanted to be used primarily as a pass rushing defensive tackle. He made this known to our coaching staff and they advised Derek Brown to lose some weight over the course of the off season in order for him to do so. However, the Panthers have still not found a big enough, strong enough uh, one tech to be able to put in the middle of our defensive line in order to be able to stop the run. So now, Derek Brown is lighter than he was playing the same position. So now Derek Brown has basically lost weight for no at all. Going forward, and this is where it kind of starts to heat up a little bit. Jeremy Chin and Phil Snow basically are not on speaking terms with one another. After a disagreement, the two play, or the two had last season. The disagreement was over how Jeremy Chen was going to be played in Phil Snow's defense. Allegedly, Jeremy Chen has had conversations with David Tepper and has told David Tepper that he feels like he is a premier football player and an elite level safety in the NFL. But he is not going to be that kind of player playing three different positions for the Carolina Panthers because we move him around so much. So now, <laughs> I know, I know, I'm not even done yet. I have a hey, hey, Cody, you know you got to come to me first, man. You know you got to come to me first. So, no, hold on, so hold that, on. That's so, why you was on the show today because you thought I was so, going to let it out the bag. <laughs> so, look, bro. So, so, all of this happened over the course of a two-hour conversation 
between my friend who will re- mm. remain anonymous for the time being and this NFL player. Check this out. Brian Burns doesn't care if he's an edge rusher in a 4-3 defense or an outside linebacker in a 3-4. But Brian Burns does not feel his future is here in Carolina under these sets of coaches and has apparently told as much to veteran Steve Smith and Julius Peppers. Remember remember how Julius Peppers left the Panthers the first time. Okay, my my next point, uh, Luke Kinkley loves the Carolina Panthers. And my asked if he would ever be willing to come back and coach. And he said, look, Luke Kinkler comes around for Stokes, and he comes around for Al Holcomb, and he comes around because he loves the Panthers. But Luke Kinkler does not want to work under this current staff as is. And that's part of the reason why he's he no retired with the organization. Straight up. That's part of the reason Luke longer uh is that's a major reason he's no longer a part of the or, organization. Fuck the, that rule. Fi- the, the final point that I have that rule always speaks to David Tepper with Phil Snow at his side. And mm-hmm. on at, and on at least and on at least one occasion, David Tepper had to dismiss Phil Snow in order to talk to Matt Rule in private. The man behind the curtain. The man behind the curtain is none other than Phil Snow. Phil Snow is at the heart of our problems of playing players out of position. And he's the one that is insisting upon a college-style 3-3-5 defense that's incapable of stopping the run. Cody, you got to come to me first. When I, when I said 5 and 12, you thought that I was nuts. <laughs> you better so come look, to me first. I know that's a lot. I know that's a lot to download. I know, that, I know that's a lot to download. And we'll kind of go through a back to each one of these points. Twan's the loudest, so I'll let Twan go first. Twan, out of everything I just said, man, what sticks out to you? All of it. All of it. And, um, man, when I talk this football shit, I know what the fuck I'm talking about. And this is not arrogance. If you been if you guys been watching the 704 Charlotte Bomb show, at least the last two shows, man. My main thing I've been talking about, and pickle can and pickle can can vouch. I said something's going on with this defense. I said the main issue before you guys start diming out players. I said, just like Joe Brady, I said my mission this year is I will not. Let Phil Snow go under the radar because this guy has no fucking clue what he's doing, and these players are not going to want to play under him, man. As as much I did an afternoon show today. As much as today, I spent an hour on that shit. 
So, so my my only question that Cody is saying has got to be absolutely valid. I went over it, man. Look, Phil Snow to statistically, not my opinion, is the worst defensive coordinator the Panthers have ever had. Matt Rule, statistically, not my opinion, the numbers, is the worst coach the Carolina Panthers have ever had. We know the story of the Those are the three main coaching positions on a team, right? I told everyone, how in the fuck can we move forward if you got three, a three-headed monster of failure? I went to that Cody before. I said, Phil Snow is refusing, refusing to Somebody got an echo, bro. Yeah. I think he's refusing to change with the times, bro. He cannot keep running that old 1985 bullshit that he keeps calling exotic when it's not exotic. It's that Reggie. So, so, so let me let, hold on, let me jump in here, Twan. What does everybody make of the division between it really seems like the battle lines seem to be Steve Wills and, and Paul Pasqualoni? I can't confirm this, but I might even throw Al Holcomb into that mix versus Phil Snow and Matt Rule. I got, it I got you, Cody. Uh, Go ahead, what, man. What one thing that's happening too is Brian Burns looking around, uh, Jeremy uh, Jeremy Chen looking around like, "Yo, I got a contract coming up. Like, yep. I'm supposed to be a Pro Bowler, and I'm not." And mm -hmm. Phil Snow's running this bullshit defense and. We can't stop the run, and we are we literally play what eighty fucking snaps. So yeah. to the offense play what thirty snaps. Like they looking around, like yo, I'm trying to get paid, bro. And that's that's so, the best of business of football. Yeah, and then how about how somebody? How about somebody like Jeremy Chang, basically making it known that he feels like they're moving him around too much. Jeremy Chen feels like he can be a top-level safety in the NFL, but because they have moved Phil him around. Snow has no so clue much. what he's doing. And to, and to yeah. Twan's Phil point, and to Twan's no point, he, he's moving him around like like college player does. That hey, the best player just roams around and we'll make make up shit for him. It's like yeah, y'all talk you can't about do college, that at this level, bro. You talk about college plays. That three three five is a freaking joke. Cody yeah. got a clip here you can watch. Yeah. And tune in to the players' numbers in that play. And also so, think about how much they weigh and their strength. And you'll understand why Why every time we line up against that, every time we put that play on the field, we're going to get run on. Every single time. Bank on it. And he loves running it. Right? A 3-3-5 is a passing defense. Right. Is, that is not designed to stop the run. <laughs> Twan, look, look closely at this play. Look at the fellas on there. Yeah, so look, look at look at who we have on look at who we have on the line. Matt Ioannidis is essentially playing one tech. We have uh, YGM and Marquise Hands. It, it's, it's like you, you, you can yeah, tell from the alignment. Yeah, Frankie's on the other the side. Alignment that, behind that this isn't. If you're gonna run the ball, there is a weight advantage. Look, all day, holy Just crap! All day. They, I mean, and, they run and, the defense. And, they run the defense like like it's third. It's third and thirty every fucking snap. So yeah. it would it, it would appear as though that not only the players, but we have coaches 
who are vehemently opposed to the Panthers' running style of defense. Cody, stop right there real, real quick because so, I, I want to make a, a quick point with Cody just said. Cody just said we have coaches. Did you guys just hear what I just said statistically about all these coaches? These guys are in no fucking position to act like or even make people pretend that they know what they're doing, bro. And see, this is going to come back to to, to, to Tupper. Are you going to let these corny-ass coaches drive away the talent that you do have because you've already driven away guys from coming here? But my so my only question you're gonna hold on to your ego so long that you won't fire Matt Rule and get rid of these guys, bro. And all the guys that want to come here, this regime just waves them off. Like, nah, step on no more. You know what? You're good to go. Hassan Reddick, uh, you're good to go. We don't need you. What you know, we don't need you. Matt Rule got rid of an all pro middle linebacker. Which we all, which we obviously right. I'm tired. I'm, t- I'm tired of that one. Come on, we we have this discussion every single time. Okay, uh, what's his name there? Who went to the Raiders? He was he had injuries Man. that he was dealing with. I, I don't that, give it. Yeah. I don't give a shit. He had injuries I that he don't was dealing care. Pro bowler, bro. I do. His attitude. Fire, wait, 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 so wait, so wait, 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 let me let me uh, let me take a shower. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. Wait, wait. Like, not rules that can make that decision. <laughs> wait, all right, so, so hold up, Tom. Let me, let, let me take care of some business real quick. First of all, I want to welcome two people to the show. First up, you know him and love him. It's none other than the professor himself. Yeah, maybe Kevin does it. But, you know, that's a whole other thing. Uh, Tony Dunn, the professor, how are you, brother? Good, man, good. Is my mic Tony, too loud? No, you're no, doing good. No, you sound good. <laughs> All right, cool. Not as loud you need a loud now. mouth. Like you need a loud mic in this room. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, ain't sure. no lying. Uh, and then uh, let me. So by the way, uh, I'm gonna have to rotate people in and out. If you want to stay in the background? I'll let you do that. But uh, we're only allowed to have ten people on at a time. So hey, right Cody, now, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be splitting in a minute. You know, because uh, Florida State's playing tonight. But yeah, yeah, I yeah. definitely wanted to get in and get some breaking news. And the thing is, is like, man, hey, I'm just, we'll talk later, Cody. I'm feeling like you was feeling me. You heard what I said on the show today. Oh, My, yeah. I mean, I've, yeah. I'm just saying when people, when fans can see it, you know what I'm saying, for people that, that know this game, it's just like, man, something is going on, bro. It, it, ain't, it ain't like we ain't got, we ain't got two people on this roster <laughs> that have played end in a 3-4 that could do that drop of a hat. Pickle, Already before on I go, what was the first thing that Matt Rule did when he got here? He got rid of all veteran presence. Right. He got rid so of anybody that would, would challenge his leadership. Yep. And then Luke said, nah, I'm out, bro. Fuck that. Yep. Yep. And by the way, you know, that's why uh, uh, he was hesitant to Cam Newton at first, too. Because yep. he didn't want to bring any other older player that had sway and say so over which is the same reason stage. it's the same reason why he sent denzel perryman away because he didn't want nobody to buck back and that's all it comes yeah. down to anybody that, that bugged, you don't like it that one one thousand percent i think a lot of the perryman thing had to do with the dunlap thing too dunlap wanted to be here but they just weren't willing to guarantee him a spot and i kind of think it was the same thing for perryman too 
So uh, Perriman made right. a stink, and then they and then they kind of sent him out. Uh, I know Nick wants to get to a point. Uh, before I do, and remember, I got a uh, cyclist. I thought you guys were mad. Yeah, I mean, Twan, if you want to come back in, if you want to come back in, I got my love, love for. I hope y'all have a great show. This this is gonna be a powerful one, man. Yeah, yeah, I I all right, later, Twan. All right, next up, uh, you know him, you love him. He has a fantastic YouTube page. Um, I, I do believe him and my man CK probably have the greatest voices in all of YouTube. It's my man John from One Carolina. John, how are you, brother? What's going on? What's that? Happy to have you. Happy to have you. Yeah, like uh, likewise, man. It's very good to be here, guys. Yep. Uh, I appreciate everybody for being on. Uh, how many spots? One, two, three, six. And real quick, let me add my man Kendall to go. Kendall, what's up, bro? Kendall, you there? All right, we'll go back to Kendall in just a few minutes. But guys, I mean, look, I'm gonna let y'all jump into this. Um, it, what, what, I mean, did y'all want me to go back over some of those parts? I know that it was kind of, kind of quick, kind of rapid fire. But is there is there anything that any of you would like to jump yeah. in on, or that yeah. you would like to care to? Yeah, Cody. On? Yeah, this is SC base. I'm gonna keep it quick. I think when yeah, we look ahead. back at this off season, one of the biggest mistakes that we're gonna see. I would have signed Hassan Reddick over because uh, we we gave Dante Jackson his his extension this offseason, right? This past offseason. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, we yeah. found money though. You I would I would have yeah. given it to Hassan Reddick because in my eyes, uh, a legitimate pass rusher is more valuable than than a top tier cornerback. I just I think we had a lot of depth at corner. I would have dropped the huge. I would have gave Hassan Reddick the bag. Now, if, whether he wanted to stay or not, I don't know, but. If it was my my money to spend, I would give him his contract. I, 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 myself, I don't think he wanted to stay. Yeah, my myself, I would have gave. I would have. I would have turned more attention to um, Stephon Gilmore just because of his veteran experience and 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 knowledge and willingness to share that knowledge. Yeah, he wanted to be here too. Yeah, he did. Yep. Yep. But so I I have a question for everybody, and this was a question I really wanted to get in earlier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree with every like after hearing everything that you just said, Cody. It makes a lot of sense. Okay, it kind of ties all the pieces together as far as why we've had the issues that we've had over the last few years. But my question is, even if we had adequate the adequate defensive coach, would we have the personnel to be adequate to stop the run? Because I still feel like we're lacking in that department. No. Yeah, I you know what? The more and more time goes on, I feel like the Panthers aren't truly equipped to run a four three or a three four. Like we have players that can we have players that can kind of fit both, but aren't really specializing in and so yeah, and, and one or the other. Uh by the way, Lynn asked me when was the uh between Jeremy Chen and David Tepper. I do not know when the meeting was. I just know that apparently it did happen. Uh, Jeremy Chen did feel compelled enough to talk about this to David Tepper. Um, and the, the, the one of the things that kind of gets glossed over to me is the fact that Matt Rule and his everybody has to earn their spot mentality and mindset ended up having us pass on Carlos Dunlap. <laughs> 
who, according to the player source that we're speaking of, Carlos Dunlap wanted to be a Carolina Panther. Carlos Dunlap wanted to come here, but they were never able to guarantee him the adequate amount of money, and they would never even guarantee him a starting job. So what what was Carlos Dunlap supposed to do? I don't think I don't think in my own opinion you you can gar- you can tell somebody they can be a starter without telling them that. For example, Ron Rivera used to do that. He used to tell tell players who wanted to come in. He said, "I need you to be a leader. I need you to help teach this guy, and you're, we're going to rotate you." That let the veteran know that he was going to get a lot of playing time, and he was still going to be very well used in the defense or the offense, prospectively. But Matt Rule doesn't seem to have the knack to speak. But but at the end, at the end of the day, it goes to what Cody's been saying is like he he cannot evaluate talent. He evaluates speed Mm -hmm. and athleticism. It's like like he cannot. He 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 will ignore the tape just because you know what. And I feel like this time he he actually you know watched the tape with the quarter because we literally we we literally bully them like that's how bad of they're running now. Like Panthers Twitter literally bullies them into decisions and. Like, we're not always right, so, you know, we're going to complain, yeah. but it's like there's no leadership. It's like when the fans run the team, you got a problem. Yeah, so then is the problem with Matt Rule or Phil Snow or both? There's Matt Rule. He's the, lead, he's the top guy. So I saw Tony raising his hand. I'll go to Tony. I'll say first, I think if you look at the history between Phil Snow and Matt Rule, Phil Snow gave Matt Rule his first opportunity to be a coach. So Matt Rule feels like he owes Phil Snow a great debt. Then on top of that, everywhere that Matt Rule has ever gone as a coach, Phil Snow always follows him. All of this information has me thinking that Phil Snow is the real mastermind of just about everything that we do. He pretty much is the puppet master pulling. Like uh, Basically, Matt Rule is the joke that we thought he was. It kind of leans on on uh, Phil Snow. And by the way, if you look at all of our quarterback decisions, uh, remember Phil Snow, who said that, hmm, you know, Sam Darnold kind of reminds me of Matthew Stafford. Oh, yeah, the same Matthew Stafford that the Panthers tried to go out and get in free agency the very year before. Then Phil when Snow, you look at, yeah. Phil Snow's out here like Littlefinger, bro. He is. He's, dude, he's like little. This man is. He's pulling the strings from behind the scenes. And when you look at all the problems that the Panthers have been having, players out of their position and players not being happy with the positions that they're in, dude, that has Phil Snow written all over it. All over. I had a question, Cody. It. Yeah, but hold on. Tony has his hand up very politely. <laughs> So I have to let uh, the father go first. First, I want to say that, um, one, we got to recap the the kind of information for people who are just joining the show. 170 people watch it. Go ahead, smash the thumbs up button, subscribe. Uh, be a part of the cult of Free For All Friday. The second thing is we really have to uh, thank pa- Panther Pickle for this. And third, we have to start labeling this as sources close to the team. 
Sources close to the team. We get to say that now. Sources close to the team. Per source. We are those people now, guys. We get to say per source. Sources close to the team. Tell us that ultimately there is disarray in the front office of the Carolina Panthers. No surprise there in many ways. But in places that you would not expect it, particularly with this defense and players being dissatisfied with the lack of, I guess, identity, focus, and this three-three-five stack. Um, and I tell you this, is you look at that play, uh, maybe maybe this, is Matt Rule in his press conference did say that some of those run, like one or two of those run calls were on the coaching staff for just calling the wrong defense at that point. Maybe that, if, if I got to say, if that's the case, it's that one clip you showed me, Cody, because that defense had no chance to win against a run play. So let's recap really quickly before is yeah. that the, the news is this, is sources close to the team. Uh-huh. Highlight it for me, Cody. The, what? Highlight, highlight the, what part? The the part that we gotta we gotta get out there right now, or yeah, in uh, our own way. Sources close to the team tell okay. us what. All right, so I, I got my dandy show notes uh, that I made because again, this was a part of a two hour conversation. So it, it goes like this: uh, many coaches and players have a real problem with Phil Snow and his college style defense. Chief amongst them is none other than Steve Wilkes, who feels that our defense is not made for the NFL and is incapable of being successful long-term in the NFL. Apparently, at a certain point in time, Steve Wilkes and Phil Snow got into an argument that eventually turned into a shouting match, one practice, about safeties not being able to adequately roll up and play linebacker effectively on run plays. Phil Snow likes to keep three safeties on the field to play the run. And Steve Wilkes feels like only Jeremy Chen is capable of doing that. And other players like Sean Chandler and Sam Franklin are nothing more than special team slash practice squad players. Uh, Paul Pasqualoni, the defensive lineman, is firmly in the corner of Steve Wilkes. And both of these men believe that they are too light at the linebacker position to be able to adequately stop the run consistently on the edges. This is largely due to Phil and his insistence on lighter runbackers who can run fast. This is also why sometimes Snow feels his safeties and linebackers can be interchangeable in his defense. Carlos Dunlap wanted to come to the Carolina Panthers. But because of Matt Rule's insistence on making everyone earn their spot and earn their position, Scott Fitterer could not guarantee Carlos Dunlap a contract that was indicative of a starter, let alone even guarantee him what position he would be playing for the Carolina Panthers. Again, this is all in recap. This is some notes from a two-hour conversation that was had. Um... The next one, Derek Brown, to be used primarily as a pass rushing defensive tackle. So I guess you would say more like a like a three technique and a four three. Uh, this 
uh, was something that was so important to him. He went to the coaches about it. They agreed with him and then advised Derek Brown lose some weight over the course of the offseason. Derek Brown did indeed lose that weight, but they couldn't find a big enough presence to fit that one tech, zero tech position that uh, Derek so frequently plays. So essentially, they had no choice but to stick him there. And now he's at a, dis- a disadvantage because of the weight that he has already lost. This is where it kind of starts to get sad to me. Um, if you missed it, Jeremy Chin and Phil Snow basically are not on good terms with one another. And this stems after a disagreement between the two of them last year over how Jeremy Chen would be played in the Panthers' defense. Jeremy Chen has allegedly since spoken to David Tepper and told him he believes that he can be a great football player, but not at three different positions. The sadder note, Brian Burns reportedly doesn't care if he's an edge rusher in a 4-3 or a 3-4, but Brian Burns doesn't feel his future is in Carolina under these sets of coaches. And apparently he has told this to none other than Steve Smith Sr. and Julius Peppers. Remember how Julius Peppers first left the organization and then now think about Brian Burns coming up looking for a contract. Um, Speaking of which, of of veteran players, Luke Kinkley only comes back around because he loves the Panthers and he has a lot of respect for Steve Wilkes and Al Holcomb. But he would never coach for this regime. And this regime was part of the reason why basically Luke decided to quit the organization and decide, nah, at a later time, at a later date, that's when I'll come back. Um, And the final point, uh, Matt Rule almost always speaks to David Tepper with Phil Snow at his side. So whenever they're talking about the ins and outs and the finer details of the Carolina Panthers, Phil Snow is always there to have these conversations alongside Matt Rule because Phil Snow is the one who's actually in control of the football team, in my opinion. Um, And uh, according to this player, at least one, uh, at on one occasion, David Tepper had to dismiss Phil Snow in order to talk to Matt Rule in private. And that's all the information I got, y'all. This is information that was given to me over the course of a two-hour conversation uh, with a player so, I was going to say, Cody, uh, if you're David Tepper and your head coach you just paid a shit ton of money for, like a lot, comes in constantly with his defensive coordinator holding his hand, how do you still keep him with a losing record? They they bust in there like Cobra Kai, like the like what's his name with the sensei and the damn <laughs> old man, like. Uh, yeah. Why is the D coordinator um, there? Yeah, I, I mean, but look, Phil, Phil Snow is in charge of the defense, and if this is a, a Phil Snow thing, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't. Um, 
I don't I think never, that this is a problem that's going to get better. I've never so. heard any like an assistant and a head coach visiting the owners. Usually, just the head coach and the owner. Yeah, well, they're, they're a pair. I mean, they, they came in as a pair. Uh, they're gonna. They're, they're basically gonna end About up. To leave a pair. Uh, they, yeah, essentially. Um, I want to jump around to some people. Uh, 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 well, let me let me introduce some people, and then I'll go to you, Nick, if you want to jump in here. Uh, first up, we got JD joining the show. JD from the beautiful Hawaiian shores. JD, what's up, bro? Oh, what's good? What's good? How you guys doing, man? Doing uh, good, man. I don't know anymore. <laughs> yeah, what do, you, what do you think about this uh, information news dump? Uh, I, so there's a part of my brain that's, that, that has to give it credence because, I mean, you, you, you laid it out. Um Snow was the coach that gave Boo his first opportunity. We all know how that works. Guys, guys essentially try to stay loyal to the people who help them come up and stuff. I mean, hell, I can considering that Snow's been on record and stated that he has no intent on ever being a head coach. I can see a situation where he's like, Yeah, I'll just stick with rule and be the pseudo, I'll be the Sith Lord, essentially. Like, I'm gonna run a team, but I'm not gonna be the head coach. Execute but, order 66. To me, he's Dick Cheney. At the same time, though, a part of my brain is, is wilding because – so we, we we go back and we look at this uh, past week. And, I mean, can it, how, how much blame can you put on the coaches for 18 missed tackles? Like, guys taking poor angles. So you're taking a poor angle. And then when you get there, you're trying to bring him – you're trying to bring Nick Chubb down with your arms. It ain't gonna happen. That leads to broken tackles. Nobody was game tackled. Like you, you want bodies there. Uh, Burns said it in a YouTube video I was watching earlier. He's like, the best way to bring down Barkley, but it's the best way to bring down a lot of NFL. Like imagine being one on one with Christian McCaffrey out in the open field. You about to get your ankles taken. You got to yeah. game tackle these guys. I didn't see game tackling. I didn't see bodies on bodies. I saw dudes trying to bring down Chubb and Hunt with their arms. I don't know if I can put that on the coaches. And the defense's performance overall, they came out and played a solid – like their first quarter was solid. Second quarter, the Browns get their first points off of a terrible panic move from Henderson. In the second half, the Browns didn't score a single touchdown. They kicked four field goals. Hell, I could stand here and say if the offense manages just three points in the first quarter, that changes the dynamic of the game. So yeah. – I, 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 it's like those two parts of my brain are, are combating right now. Like, I can see there being some players and coaches upset with Snow's scheme, but at the same time, the coaches weren't out there on the field taking poor angles and missing tackles. So, so JD, so JD, you talk about you, you talk about the offense in the first quarter, and I completely agree with you. If they had scored at least that, you know, it would have been an entirely different game. My thing is, is I don't put that on the entire offense, okay? Baker Mayfield fucking dropped how many snaps? Thanks. One of them so, and and the was not his fault, but still, that was ridiculous. I, think, I have never seen that before. In the first hey, uh, and before we go forward, uh, let me real quick, let me introduce my man. He's uh, currently in the middle of Merkin Fools online in some Call of Duty. It's the voice that makes them moist. Codizzle Allen, CK, what's up, brother? What's up, dude? 
I'm just out here killing some people. I figured free for all might as well free for all, you know. Are are you imagining some of them folks are ruling snow? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, sure, dude. Like uh doesn't hurt to have that thought uh in, in my mind when it comes to uh playing some uh, some Call of Duty, you know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, real quick, uh I just wanna make sure I don't miss these. Justice Chapman with the four ninety nine, Taysom Hill, Daniel Jones, Taylor Heineken, and Jacoby Brissett are all quarterbacks who have beat us in the last year. Embarrassing. I agree with you, uh, Justice. And then next up, we got TJ. He says, great stuff, Cody, putting the media to shame with this info. Um, And look, guys, I'm giving you this information, but it's up to you whether you want to believe it or not, man. I wouldn't have given this to you if I didn't feel like this was legitimately something to talk about. Uh, you know, something that I, I felt comfortable enough sharing. Um, again, I know who the player is, and I know that this player is, uh, has played multiple years in the NFL, and I know that he is very good friends with a very high-up coach on the coaching staff. Um, so, you know, again, take it for what you will. If it ends up being all false, hey, I don't know. I, I, I best foot forward and gave you guys the information that I'm hearing, that I'm receiving, that I'm getting. Um, whether or not it ends up being true, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. That remains to be seen. Um, I want to jump around to some more people. By the way, I'm going to be filtering some people in and out to make sure that uh, everybody gets an opportunity uh, to speak and talk about this. Uh, the chat room has been talking about him. Uh, so I want to get him in on this conversation. My brother, John from One Carolina. John, what did you make about all this? Um, I mean, and what, what say you, man? Does this make sense to you? Is it kind of far-fetched? What are you thinking about this? Well, <clears throat> first I want to say, it, well, I hope my mic's not too loud. So let me check that no, first. No, you sound but, fine. All right, perfect. So um, I think that your reporting on this was excellent. Um, as a matter of fact, if, if it does turn out to be true, man, you could, you know, really be cited as a reliable source. This is the kind of stuff that builds confidence with uh, people, you know, on the outside, especially when you don't leak their information. You know, when they tell you stuff, uh, leak their personal information, but you just tell the stories themselves. So, right. That's uh, that's that's really cool. But the reason that I can believe it to be true is because a lot of it you can see. It's not so much stuff that you're saying that's not visible. Uh, like one, for instance, we saw Derek Brown and the amount of weight that he lost coming into the season. Like that's visible. Uh, we see the lack of linebacker depth that we have in the size and athleticism. That's visible. Sean Chandler, um, Sam Franklin, that's extremely visible. Um, so these are all things that, you know, are extremely believable just based on, you know, those things alone. Um, <clears throat> what I would also add to that is this is two things can be true all of that what you said can be true but winning can kind of take a lot of that out of the picture yeah right so like and here's what i mean so like the 335 you know i talked mm -hmm. about um in 2020 i don't see them doing it nearly as much uh this year but like with as far as that defensive set is concerned because we did go four three a few times i just think that one we're putting the wrong guys in the game like remember exactly, what, you know i was talking about marquan mccall Man, he's the only defensive tackle we have on the roster. This is including Derrick Brown outside of one play he made in the preseason that consistently got pressure in the backfield. 
I was watching a podcast with uh, Michael Strahan. He was on the, the Pivot podcast. And he said, where does a good secondary start? They said they all said it unanimously. Pass rush. Like, if you can't get a pass rush in the NFL, you will lose the majority of your games. And we cannot get it. And he is like the only person that you see that consistently gets in the backfield. Why is he getting snaps over Phil? Ho- I mean, why is he? Why isn't he getting snaps over Phil Hoskins, who literally gets thrown off ball like every play, right? And so that's one. Two, the three-three-five can be effective in the NFL, but only if you have a scoring offense. So if you've seen someone like Kansas City do this, then it'd be a little bit different, you know. And then three. Man, some of the most athletic people we have on this team are on the bench. Like, I understand yeah. Brandon Smith was hurt, but like, even if the guy doesn't know the position that well, he's got a nose for the ball. Just let him get in there and figure stuff out. Like Amari yeah. Barno, like we saw him have, you know, generate some pressure from the edge. And then that thing, the other thing you said, Cody, and, I, and I'll shut up after this, that you said about Brian Burns was absolutely perfect. Brian Burns, and, and shout out to C Dog, man. Like, C Dog been saying this. He said it. He done said it in my chat. He done said it in y'all's. He done put up comments. Brian Burns is a three, four pass rushing linebacker. He is TJ Watt. He is Khalil Mack. He is Von Miller. And if he was anywhere else other than this defense, he'd be an all pro. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that he has no help, you know, like he's basically, especially now that Hassan Reddick is gone, he is our primary pass rusher and every defense knows it. So they're going to double this team or double man, double team this man ruthlessly all season. He's not the primary um, one. He's well, the only one. Yeah. And while I still got John here on this, yeah, do you – the, 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 uh, well, actually, this is a different play. Okay. I want you guys to look at Derek Brown right here in the center, number 95, and keep it in context with what I said. He lost weight over the course of this offseason – and now he's getting bullied, man. There, there. Okay, there were a number of times during this game where Derrick Brown was in the dirt. I'm talking like he was getting bullied, moved around, pushed around. Didn't seem like his like he had his feet underneath him. And again, this says to me like these players are really upset. Not only how they're being played, well, but the alignment hey, that they're being played in. I would keep hey, that Cody. in context. Hey, Cody, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you, Kendall. Let, let, hey, let hey, but, uh, but, uh, but uh, check, check on this. When when we brought Dag Brown in, he was supposed to take Star Latulale's place, and that's what I was trying to tell everybody. Yeah. That's what he was brought in for, not to lose weight and become a pass rusher. He was brought in to be the big guy on the defense. He was supposed to take Star's place. And see, everybody's getting on Dad Brown, and then they asked him to lose weight. And I'm glad you just showed that. And, John, I'm going to get you, man. You just took every talking point I was getting ready to say. Good uh-huh. job, bro. Yes, sir. <laughs> But you know, to, to your to let, let me say this about Derrick Brown because Derrick yeah. Brown gets a lot of unnecessary hate. Derrick Brown has not, just like Brian Burns, has not been put in a position to succeed. Number one, Derrick Brown does have pass rushing abilities. You never see any stunts. Tell me the one stunt blitz you ever seen from the Carolina Panthers on the inside. Never. Right. Number two, when you talked about um, you know, his his weight and everything like that, like. The one thing I'll say with a play like that, because there was, you know, he got double teamed a lot, you know, during that game. Now, that time he didn't. He just got, you know, bully balled. But, like, 
being somebody that's six five over three hundred myself, like Derrick Brown was probably gassed <laughs> to be honest with you because the defense was on the field a lot. So yeah, he plays. He was probably gassed. Can't hear you. Can you hear me? No, another thing uh, that that Sid Dog mentions too, since we're talking about uh, players playing out of position, uh, we got J.C. Horn in the slot. Now, is J.C. No, no Horn is is J.C. Horn not your typical definition of an outside corner? Yes, that's what he is. But I think the only reason why they put J.C. Horn in the slot is same thing I said a few weeks ago, is is they were looking for the most physically corner, and J.C. Horn is the most physically corner. Last year we had Gilmore, or, or even honestly we had uh, we had um, uh, his name slips, but we had another veteran corner that we could have yeah. used in the slot. Well, yeah. You know, Jackson or Henderson, either one, isn't nowhere near physically enough to be a, in the corner. They're going to get slapped around in the corner worse than they are on the outside. So, Snow said, it in, the, uh, Snow said it in the preseason that they, they, they planned to move the corners around and primarily yeah, exactly. they wanted to put Horn in the slot because he's a bigger corner. Right. Even as he helped in the run game. Yeah. If you're, if you're, the, if you're the defensive coordinator, coordinator it's a good idea to move them around if all you're going to do is face pass passing defenses. Exactly. If you're facing, if you're facing a run defense, you know, if, you, if you're the offensive coordinator, you're going after that nickel corner who can't really tackle all that well anyway. At the end of the day, at the end of the day running the football, if you can execute it, it's the easiest way to win a football game. It's yeah, like exactly. Fundamentally back to exactly. when they first started football. You got to remember when um, when uh, uh, the Saints, the Saints uh, safety, he just signed. He used to be with Kansas City. Uh, we look Tyron at Matthew. Yeah, yeah, Tyron Matthews is a stud safety. He also <laughs> plays nickel corner because hey. he's that good in both ways. Hey, before uh, while, while CK is in the loading screen on uh, – on his uh, Call of Duty there. I'm going to require your assistance, uh, my brother, my fellow Four Horsemen, uh, because we've got some people in the chat. We have, in fact, 210 strong people in the chat. Um, I was wondering if uh, you can give them some of that silky smooth shaman that you do so nicely. Well, well, well. You guys get to pop in here, see a little delay on my camera and my audio. That's okay. I'm hoping it's not too distracting for what's about to happen. You guys have come here to enjoy some free-for-all while I maybe do a little free-for-all in myself here in Call of Duty. But you haven't hit that like button yet. You've come in here to talk about the Carolina Panthers, but you haven't said, C3, I appreciate what you do here. And you haven't hit that like. And I have one thing to say to all you absolute freaks. Subscriber shame. Subscriber shame. 211 viewers. 95 thumbs up. Hit that like. Hit that subscribe. Hit that notification bell for every single time the C3 Panthers podcast goes live. 
Hey, man, trying to bring you some inside information. The last time I had inside information for y'all, I, I called correctly that the Carolina Panthers were going to be on Amazon's All or Nothing. And I had called that months before it actually happened. And I had good information. So, And it literally was good. All or Nothing because we haven't yeah, been it, since. Yeah. <laughs> we have nothing now. Um, hey, let me let me uh, steer the conversation this way. What do y'all think about Brian Burns potentially thinking that uh, his future is somewhere else with a different coaching staff? Smart. I promise I was true. just it's thinking 100% that. It's 100% true. That, that, that hurts, man. He I was, was literally not... just thinking that the other day. I'm sorry, Nick, go ahead. Nah, it's all good, dude. I mean, it just hurts, man, because he was the first player on the Panthers that I kind of fell in love with. You know, so – Back when I became a fan and shit. So, that hurts, man. I don't want to see him go anywhere, especially given the fact that we drafted him. He's been a stud for us. We just did the same thing to him that we did to Cam Newton. We didn't put the pieces around him. Yep. Not only did we not put the pieces around him, like, you could could really place some blame on Ron Rivera. Brian Browns was a 3-4 linebacker coming out of college. You know what I'm saying? That that was going to be his trajectory. We never had the defensive set to to let him flourish, so it's a wonder he's done as good as he has. Like putting on all that weight and stuff, like yeah, that's cool. But like, bro, you're not an edge rusher. Like you're a linebacker who pass rushes primarily. He's like yeah. a hell of a gunner. Yeah. <laughs> Don't remind me. Dude. I, I I would prefer one Carolina. I would just prefer John to blame that on Marty Herney because Marty Herney was a GM and he. Thought he was the greatest, God's greatest gift to drafting in the first round. That's a good. But that's, that's a I don't have any proof to that. That's just what I'd like to think. I mean, he kind of was God's greatest greatest gift to drafting the, <laughs> I mean, in the first yep. round. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. I hate guys, but yeah. but man, Michael Parsons will be tremendous on this team right now. Bro, yeah. listen, who was that? Who was that? Stubbs. That's Jay Stubbs. Man, well, you y'all remember we did that uh, the pre-draft party on. Um, what was it? Uh, what's my man? Uh, uh, God, uh, Panther Nation podcast. Yeah, we had all the uh, Carolina Panther guys together, and I was screaming from the top of my lungs that draft. Man, Michael Parsons, Michael Parsons, Michael Parsons. Him and Brian Burns teamed up together, like would have been insane. Yeah, yeah, man, it would been crazy. Been but and that was the same year. But Matt Rule right? wouldn't use them right. No, Matt that's what I was getting ready to say. I mean, the reality is, uh, Dallas almost didn't use them right. You know, they, they had almost, no choice. He's so dominant pass rushing that they had no choice but to play him. Yeah. yeah. Cody, I got a question for you. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. All right. We lose Sunday. I'm going to give you three options. All of y'all can answer it. If we lose Sunday, A, keep it moving, B, blow it up, or C, blow it up. <laughs> that depends on how we lose. If I'm we taking lose D, this, blow it up. If, if we lose the <laughs> If we lose the same way that we did to the uh, to the Browns by not being able to stop the run, I'm sorry, Phil Snow's got to go, man. It, it, I I was I was giving them praises and kind of giving them some slack last year just because I didn't feel like we had the right personnel to stop the run. But this is a whole new year, and I'm not ready to sit back and watch another five and twelve season, season like I call. It. Yeah, um, I mean to be honest with you. I don't think that we need to blow it up, but I don't think and believe enough in our coaching staff to be able to make the requisite changes in order for us to not have to blow it up, if that makes sense. I, I mean, listen, I kind of think that we're not truly built 
in the correct way to be a real four three or a three four. But I would look. I would just run at a a normal four three. Try and get uh Derek Brown at some three tech, like I feel he wants to be at. Let Burns be on the edge. Put YGM on the other side. Either put Bravion Roy at one tech or maybe put Matt Ioannidis in the middle, even though I don't love Matt Ioannidis in the middle at all, if I'm being very real with you. But I think that there are some changes that we could make, including adding Brandon Smith to our linebacking core, who, by the way, is on the injury report. That sucks. But if we were if we were able to get him on the field and change up some of our personnel and how we put them on the field, I don't think that we need to blow everything up, John. Why are we really bringing Sue? Oh, no, I'll tell you what Sue. happened. I'll tell you what happened, bro. What happened oh. was Phil Snow, Phil Snow came in the league, right? And he had the whole league confused for about a year, about, about 25 games or 20 games. And they started to figure him out a season and a half ago, and he would not make adjustments. He keeps running his same bullshit because he's too arrogant. That's all, that's all it comes down right. to, man. This league, um, they, they figure out, they figure you out quick, especially if it's a college team. If I may add this real quick, yeah, um, a lot of people are still talking about Sean Payton. Let, let's be clear here. Sean Payton is still under contract with the Saints. The only way he's going anywhere is for a team to trade the Saints, preferably draft picks, to get Sean Payton. And Sean Payton has to agree to come to that team. I don't want Sean Payton. So, I mean, the, 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 and there ain't no way in God's green earth the Saints, not unless we give them like five first-round picks, they ain't mm. going to send uh, They ain't gonna send Sean Payton here in any way, shape, or form. Don't uh, tell Cleveland I, I Browns that. Serious, I doubt seriously yeah. that they're going to trade that they would trade him to the Cowboys. So I know he's a hot name, but it's very unrealistic to call for Sean Payton to come here. So, so Cody, I'm I'm with you, man. I don't I don't think we necessarily have to blow it up, but I will say this, and and I've been like Mike Ricks. Mike Ricks said on Twitter the other day, or probably last week, and it, I mean it went nuts on Twitter when he said it, because he and I myself have both been Matt Rule apologists. And I'm I'm not quite ready to jump off the hill just yet, but I am I'm up, the first foot's off. Like the first foot is completely off the ledge, and yep. I'm like you. I don't think we necessarily have to blow it completely up because we got a lot of pieces. But a new coach, and then man, I know I'm a, this is gonna sound crazy, but I'm gonna just throw this out here, Cody. Especially if we if we end up tanking, man. Mm-hmm. After watching what I watched last night. The only name that yep. I know everybody's CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, man, Will Levis. He looked there you like go. John, God, Will Levis looks a lot like Herbert, bro. Levis. And I'm like, ooh, man. You know what? It's funny because I kind of think he looks more like a Josh Allen and his propensity to run. Like, Will Levis can run, bro. Uh, we have four. We have four picks. Four. We got we got a first, a second, uh, I think a fourth, and yeah, some, think, right? yeah, yeah. So, something, something like that. We don't have a full, a full. Um, yeah. res- hey, by the way, I'm gonna filter some people in and out. I got ten in the stream right now, but I got other people that want to come in and talk. Uh, so um, I'm gonna. Uh, all right, yeah, I'll bring you back in uh, a little bit later. So I'll, I'll bring you back. All right, uh, let me let me welcome to the stream our friend. 
He's Baker Mayfield's number one fan, and I like him for it. It's Anthony. Anthony, what's up, bro? Yo, what is up? What is up, boys? Uh, I had to jump in after Cody spilt the beans because, like, I was thinking about this, and, bro, it sounds so true. Like, it sounds too good to be true. Um, Dating back to when uh, Luke Keighley left, I don't know if y'all remember, but I don't think he was injured at the end of the season. I know that he had concussion problems, but I could tell that it makes sense now why he left. He didn't want to be part of this regime. Um, I think, man, I, I think Phil Snow is is the real head coach on this team. I really don't think Matt Rule knows anything. I think he's the one, like you were talking about the in the meeting with Tepper, like um, why does Phil Snow have to be there? Like, a lot of this stuff just makes sense based on what we're seeing on the field. Like I was giving a lot of shit to Burns because I think a lot of his sacks were produced from Reddick last year, but we aren't using him the right way. We're not using chin the right way. Um, I think this three, three, five has to go. I think, I think last year you saw Matt rule used a lot of coaches as scapegoats, but I mean, man, if we can't stop the run again, I think it's time to – I think it, Phil Snow got to go because you can't beat a team if you can't stop the run. Like, it just goes for anything in this league. No matter who the running back is or, you know, whoever you're playing, That that's my two cents on it. Now, yeah. I will say it really does depend on what Tepper does because if we can't make these changes, I feel like we're going to have another stressful season just based on, like, everything that's, that's happened so far. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, that's my two cents on it. I mean, everything seems like so so true, like too good to be true. It, it makes a lot of sense that uh, I could see why coaches are butting heads with Phil Snow because it's like, why are we running a three three five? Like, I, I said yeah. this in the free for all chat. Like, when you look at Atlanta, if any of y'all watched that Atlanta game, like, bro, even Atlanta's defensive coordinator knows how to run deep, run defensive like playbook, like, and they don't even have near the amount of talent on defense that we do. So it, it, it's coaching, man. It just comes down to how you evaluating talent and utilizing your players. So, I mean, I, I don't blame Burns for wanting to leave. Like, um, I mean, it, it makes sense why he would yeah. and also why Carlos Dunlap was not able to come here. I mean, man, you don't give competition to players who have already proven that they're starters in this league. Right. Just kind of the same thing with, like, Bozeman, like, if we keep seeing all these problems where, like, Elfine's, like, yeah, I, I think Baker did have some problems fumbling the snap, but if if they're not on the same page with Elfline and they don't start Bozeman and if they don't switch the defense, I mean, man, it's going to it's gonna go downhill, bro. Like, there's no doubt about it. I think this just scares me a lot more than I was scared last year because uh, this stuff sounds so real, bro. Like, yeah. I, yeah. I think this information will come out and be true. And the last thing I have to say is, if we're bad this year, I want us to be bad because I think if if we can't get it going, we we gotta start from scratch. We gotta we gotta right. tank like we did for Cam. We have we have to get our guy. We have to get like even as a Baker fan, if he doesn't perform, I don't want him back here. Like right. I don't want any I don't want anyone back here that's not performing. Like if so if Baker doesn't live up to being a number one overall pick this year, I don't want him. Like I mean, the reality yeah. is if he can't if he can't perform. As a top ten quarterback in this league, I don't want him to be the long term answer. Agreed. I'm just willing to give him the chance to, based on what I've seen so far. Right? I, yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. I think I think it's just prove it for everyone. 
so, Cody. My, my, my biggest thing. My biggest so, thing for the we'll go, yeah, we'll go to J Stubbs and then JD. Go ahead, JD. My go biggest thing, my biggest thing about Phil Snow's defense is like, I feel like you know, and it's gonna be obvious, duh, but like first and second down calls, they're always usually pretty solid, man. But for whatever reason, it can be, dude, it can be third and thirty-seven, bro, and they're gonna yeah. convert. I don't know what he does on third down. It's like, it is so nerve-wracking. It's, it's it's hard to explain. It's like, dude, seriously, dude, third down defense. Has been killing us for what three years now? Yep. Yeah, I mean it's been torturing us for three years, and you know it, it even has you reevaluating the events of the off season. Matt Rule he goes and gets all these brand new coaches. He gets Ben McAdoo. He gets James Campen. You know, with the idea that well we have to move on from this college style offense that we had with Brady. And that we need to implement guys that have NFL uh, lineage that have been in the NFL that have experience coordinating on an NFL level. We do that for the offense, but it was never in consideration for the defense because you hear Phil, I mean, Matt Rule at all these press conferences, and they're giving you all this oh, well, in the, in the final 35 minutes of the game. We would have been third in the NFL in run defense. And, and he's given all these ifs, ands, and buts. He's so apologetic of everything that our defense does. And they keep on pointing to those numbers from last year like they meant something. It was obvious to everyone that the defense was not good as all the numbers and the advanced stats, and certainly not as good as all of our coaches, told us that it was. Your eyes have been correct the entire time. I got a question because we fired Joe Brady because he refused to run the ball. Yet in the game one, we didn't run the ball at all. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's it, 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 very stupid. Uh, They'll never told... fire Phil Snow, Phil Snow. Matt Rule will not fire Phil Snow under any circumstance. No. It makes you, it makes that, you think, too. That's it why makes you, you think. Go ahead. Go ahead, Pickle. I'm sorry, man. If, if it was me, we lose this game. To me, and and I, I may entirely be wrong, but to me, there's no use to hang on to it. You, to me, we got enough people with enough experience. We've got three former head coaches on this roster. Mm-hmm. We've got two. We have two assistant head coaches. Okay, we've got um, we've got uh, Jeff Nixon, who was who was a temporary OC last year, and we've got Al Holcomb, or both classified as assistant. Uh, to the head coach, assistant head coaches. And yeah. to be honest with you, we don't even have a linebackers coach. Honestly, Al Holcomb, you helps the linebackers. We don't even have a linebackers coach on this team, but I would fire both rule and rule. I would fire rule and snow both at once because it would, to me, it's dumb to fire one without the other rules. Yeah. are never going to fire. Uh, but if you're David Tepper, you really want to piss off rule fire snow yourself. They're yeah. not going to fire anybody. Well, about it. So, hey, fire Phil Snow. Just get rid of both of them. I, I agree. Yeah, so, I, right, that's, that's, right. that's, that's so hold up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I told JD I'd go to him next, and then I'm going to go to Drew. I want Drew to elaborate some more on that. But, JD, go ahead, man. Yeah, so, the two things that I wanted to speak on is uh, the defense's identity. Yeah. Like, when you, you look at the personnel, you could go 4-3, 
but we have personnel more so fit for three four. That way you can have Barno, you have uh, an outside linebacker uh, pass rushing. You have Barno, you have Lulu, obviously Burns. Um, I I said it prior to the season starting. For all the talent that's on this squad, it's on the coaches to put them in a position to succeed. Mm-hmm. Now, to when we were talking about last season, and you could apply it to this previous, uh, this past week's game. When the defense is on the field for the length of time that it is, and we like to the offense's credit, we saw what it could look like, like to put up 17 points in one quarter. Like I feel as though this, if, if you have to put the blame on Baker. Uh, I know two of the snaps, one was in the red zone, and one was in the red zone where Elfline, he snapped it, and Baker's on the center, but he's, like Elfline snaps it to his left thigh as opposed to Baker's hands. There was another one where CMC picked it up and had the 30-something yard run where Elf skips it along, like it's shotgun snap, and he skips it along the line. The other three uh, dropped snaps, those were just on Baker. And you have to question if the offense is able to get anything going, stay on the field for a little bit longer. Hell, again, we talked about it last season when our offense was legitimately holding the defense back. You're not able – Burns' Burns's numbers, the pass rush, they aren't what they would look like if he was on a team where they could put up points. So you look at – this past game, and that's pretty much that one game was a, a perfect example of how the Panther season went last year. When Baker was brought in, the expectations were that Baker would be an upgrade over Sam, just at the very least be competent. I don't expect to see Baker, I don't expect to see five snaps fumble, right? You could talk about his passes being uh, uh, blocked at the line, tipped at the line, and stuff, but. I think that's more that's that's something that the line and Baker himself can work on because his height can't be the one the one thing that's playing a role in it. Cam Newton was 6'5 and he would get his passes better than the line. So the the ultimately for me, the game came down to the fact that the Browns played complimentary football where the Panthers did. If you're able to pair what the Panthers did in the first quarter with what the Panthers did offense. If you're able to pair what the Panthers' defense did in the first quarter with what the offense did in the fourth quarter, it's a very strong chance that the Panthers win that game just off of one quarter of having complimentary football. Right. I don't. That's I don't foresee. Point. I don't foresee the offense. Like I said, I don't foresee the offense having the issues they had um, in this upcoming game. And I mean, hell, simply being able to put points up on the board. Force the Giants away from being able to run. Like I, I was saying that before the season started. Offense puts points up on the board. The pass rush, the D line gets more opportunities to rush the passer. Teams, yeah. by just the way the game is going, they have to go away from the run. So I don't. I don't. Ultimately, I would say that for all that that's come the the, the information that Cody dropped on us, I feel a lot of that can be cured if the Panthers start winning. They have to yeah. play complimentary football in order to do so. Like it's, it's. I, I, I mean, I'm going off topic here, but we we get a drive. Baker runs it in for a score, and then on the very next play, I don't know if the defense was just worried. Like, if you go back and look at the play, the guys seemingly like they're watching CMC, like they're looking in the backfield, like they're worried about oh who is who's getting the ball, and Robbie yeah. just goes right by him. 
when was yeah. the last time the Panthers had a QB able? Hey, the beautiful thing about the play was Baker's drifting to his left. He hits Robbie in stride. Robbie yeah. didn't have to slow up at all. I feel like we can have an offense that if teams aren't careful, they can fucking go nuclear on you, drop 21 points on you in, in a quarter, and now, shit, we got to throw it to get it back in there. Then our defense yeah. starts to look like what we thought it would look like, a Burns um, fucking YGM. They're able to actually get some pass rush going. But it has to be complimentary football. J.D., I can't tell you the last time that I think the Panthers put together one full game of complimentary football, all four mm. quarters, mm-hmm. just shutting out, doing our job, doing what we need to do. I can't remember the last time. And Cody, uh, well, the, 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 the problem with yeah, that is every time that we have started to do that is like we've had a coach that decides to slow up at the end of the game, mm-hmm. right? So, like, we start to, like, there's never, I don't think it's been since maybe 2015 that we've had a full core, I mean, a full game of, like, put this game away type of mentality. And that's been, um, you know, a problem that I personally uh, had with the way that our, our, any coach we've gotten, I, I get there's a need to maybe be a bit reserved when you are ahead and, and not to put the ball back into the other team's hands too aggressive, yeah. you know, in an aggressive manner. But at some point when they're starting to catch up, you got to start to think like if you're more than two scores ahead or if it starts, to, if you're two scores ahead, you're not far enough ahead to take the gas, you know, take your foot off yeah. the gas. In my well, I think it's what, uh, it's what uh, John was saying. He was saying, Hey, look, the only thing that, that can save us now is just winning. Cause like, like uh, Grizzly said in the, in the chat is at this point, it's like, it's going to be team chemistry. Cause if, if everybody's split and this, this person wants to do this and this group wants to do that. And Matt rules saying seven years and people are like, Hey bro, my contract's only four though. You know what I mean? We're, we're, we're fractured, man. We are a kingdom Cody. divided. We're a Cody. kingdom divided right down the middle. Go ahead. White chocolate. Then I got introduced. I was just going to say, let's be real. Nobody's getting fired after this week. I don't care how bad it is. They're not, they're not fired. And, and nor should they, right. to be what honest with you. Like, no matter how bad it is. Nor they would have fired him in but, the off after week two. You should just But also, him. I would like to clarify he gets fired. Even if – okay, yeah, let's say different. hypothetically. Let's say hypothetically David Tepper did fire uh, uh, Matt, Matt Rule and Phil Snow. He's still going <clears> to <throat> have to pay all the guaranteed money that's left on, on Matt Rule's contract. So then if he went and got another and coach – yeah, no. So then you would have to be—he would have to be paying for his new coaching staff and his old coaching staff. That's his fault, Cody. Unless they get a head job, uh, a head coaching job in the NFL, which Matt Rule is not getting another head coaching. That's job. That's on him, though, bro. He made the decision. Not us. Yeah. But Cody, what's yeah. more dangerous than that, though? Here's the thing: that's more dangerous than that, regardless of what we agree with or uh, against each other or not. The fact is, is that in that fraternity. You fire him after week two, and it doesn't matter how inept it, yeah. how inept it looks. Other coaches are going to take notice of that. What happens to me if I do the yeah. same thing? Look, yeah. that th- it happened to Chud, man. Chud had mm. Carolina rolling uh, Cam's first season. We just didn't have a defense to be able to – it's always like flip-flop with us. It's crazy. But Chud goes to Cleveland, wins a few games, but it doesn't look good that Jimmy has him, and he's gone in one year. Yeah. You know, and so that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why they've been inept for so long. So, like, to me – like if it's 50 to nothing stubs, I'm with you, man. Like, you know, obviously then you got some real, it, it's toxic, but like 
you know, if it's just another close game, man, like you just got to let it roll out. That's why I, my choice of the uh, options that I gave is just to keep it moving. Like at least until like week seven or eight. By then, then yeah, obviously you want to pull the trigger because you you know at that point, like it's it's not going to get any better. When's our bye week again? What's our bye week? Was it like week 12? Week 13, I think. Yeah, week 13. Yeah, John, you're probably right because that's going to be that's going to be when you fire them 13. But yeah. We also have a we have a mini buy on week ten, but to me, if you're gonna wait, if you're gonna fire him at week 10, 13 at the bye week, you might as well just keep him going in the year. It, um, I don't know. You're not the only on, pitch, on, at that on, point. Me, the only thing you're doing is satisfying the fans. You're not. Hold hold let me let me let, let me let me jump he, in he here. Needs to do that. <laughs> wait, hold on, time out, time out, time out. Let me jump in. I want to introduce someone to the show, uh, and, and then. Um, we're probably going to move. I'll get everyone's final thoughts um, on this, uh, on all of the leaks and info. And then we're probably going to move on to breaking down this game with the Giants. And we're going to look at eyes picks. Um, but real quick, uh, this man has been waiting patiently. So I have to let him have his turn on the floor and, uh, and vent and uh, let, you know, let it be known what he feels about this Carolina Panthers team at this current point in time. My man Alex A14 Panthers. Alex, what's going on, dude? Hey, what's going on, Cody? What's going on, fellas? Uh, happy Friday. What's up, man? what's up? What's going on? Uh, it's funny that you guys just brought all that up about uh, firing the head coach because I'm thinking, uh, as a maybe I'm emotional, but I'm thinking if they lose this Sunday, like he's gone. That rule's got to go. Two and 14 in the last 16 games. Um, He's got to go. Since we started 3-0, and everything's just been going in the shitter. And, like, Tepper needs to do what he's what he's known to – like, Tepper needs to do what he's got on his desk, those big balls that he talked about in All or Nothing. Like, he needs to come out and say, like, I made a mistake. Um, we need to get a new head coach in there. And, I mean, that's why we got these guys like Ben McAdoo, uh, Steve Wilkes. Like, those guys could step in interim uh, for the rest of the season. They could be a head coach, come in there, finish out the year, and then we got a clean slate. Like, no Phil Snow, no Matt Rule, no Darnold, no Baker. Like, we're just going to start all over. And, I mean, I, I, that's, my, that's my two cents. Bro, to, to go off what Alex said, like, how many years did it take us in the Canyon era to start rolling? It took us three years. Like, you, you know when you have something. Like, we have not seen anything from this regime to show yeah. that they are the future at all. Shit, like, he won seven his first year, right? I mean. Bro, no, yeah. So, Cam won six, six. his first year. Then he won seven. seven. And then he jumped 12 to 12 and four because we had a defense. Yeah. And not, when you look at our team, it's just like, bro, you see play. Like, ever since Cody released this information today, like, it's so true because, like, you can tell these players are pissed off. Like, Chin is not being used to his best of his abilities. Brian Burns isn't being used to the best of his abilities. Like, you either have something or you don't. This is why Derek I kept Brown, saying, the, yeah, Some, the Giants cut ties with Joe Judge. Why? Because they knew he wasn't the answer. They get this new coach, and that, that Giants game I watched the first week, they look better than I've seen in five years. Why? Because of the coach. They have had talent. Maybe Daniel Jones isn't that bad. Maybe he's just surrounded by a bunch of goofballs. Like, you never know. No, that dude's bad, bro. Well, okay, so he's bad, but... I get your point, game, Like, so what I'm trying to say is, 
you either know that you have it or you don't. If if this keeps going on, Tepper has to pull the plug because, you, yeah. like, you realize the schedule like gets tougher after like the oh first yeah few weeks, right I yeah mean, like, it's like <laughs> if we don't beat the Giants, I I honestly don't see us winning a game the rest of the season. Let, 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 let me ask real quick, real quick. Uh-huh. We also have to remember it will be. When will it be that we'll be a full year without a win? If we don't win, it, it'll be real soon. We won it. We won like we won in November uh, last year against Arizona. So because they they were talking about it quite a bit on the radio that we are very near to be a year without a win. And it was November Arizona, right? Yeah, Arizona was the last game we won. So uh, hey, November twentieth last. So, so Co- two and thirteen. Two and Cody 30. and Pickle. The last fifteen. I mean, Cody that, and Pickle. Yeah, yeah. Man, sir. I want to ask y'all a question, and and really this is for the whole chat. Julian Council on Locked On Panthers said something the other day that I, I never really even thought about. He said, for as long as he's been following the Panthers, and I kind of feel the same way, have you ever seen the culture this dark around no. the team? Absolutely no. not. It wasn't this dark when, when pre-camera. But we, to be honest with you, when, when we were losing all them games and we had um, Jimmy Clausen, we know, sucked. And we well, that was for one year. Everybody. Man, yes, Chris you're right. Wayne, was for one, but but Jake, but you remember, Stu? Nobody looked and said Cam Newton's coming. No, everybody said we were sucking for luck. Yeah, and then yeah, luck decided right. to stay. We were, in <laughs> and yeah. then everybody said we were decided to stay. In, he luck was staying in school, and everybody, uh, everybody that Panther fans thought luck let him down. You know. You a hole, you know. Well, he don't want to come this worst team, and it we ended up real good anyway because we got Cam Newton. But it was never we were sucking for Cam; it was we were sucking for luck. It was really a lockout year, and Jerry Richardson. You're, got you're right. Shit. You're right. Just get Jerry. Jerry burned up the coaching staff and the and the veteran players before that. Yeah, to all of them. Yep. Yep. Uh, Jerry was fully prepared for a lockout. Yep. Was he not Jerry set it up for a couple years before that for for the lockout. That's that's a lot of reasons why we sucked that bad that year because he gutted the, the veteran roster. And then fast forward, fast forward twenty years, we had to lock them out. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Cam changed the league, man. Not to, not to change the subject, but man, a lot of people talk about just his play on the field. Really, yep. where Cam changed the league and what you're seeing, you know, today with quarterbacks. If you remember what y'all was talking about with the lockout year, camp he didn't have access to the playbook. So what they did was right. they called Gene Chizik. Uh, Chud got his playbook, and they were literally running spread option in the NFL. And it was so successful that it opened the door for the RG3, for Russell right. Wilson, and, you know, so on and so forth. So I, I'm just proud, you know, to have that on, as a marker yep. for our franchise, man. Yep. And we got rid of them for Matt Rule. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to ask this. What other defense in the NFL runs a three-three-five? Like, can y'all think of any? No, other there is none. Yeah. They yes. might. There's teams that might run variations on it. On yeah, certain they, they packages, might run but... it like on on third, on fourth, yeah. and twenty, but not fifty percent of your snaps. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's it's just all about adjustments, right. man. Like, yeah, the, the, we call that we call that prevent defense. Right. The, the <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, <laughs> like if it was third and thirty, that defense would be unstoppable. Even, but... even even the three three five itself, it, it may be all right if you had the right personnel there. Yeah, if we had Aaron but, Donald and and uh, God, that Von Miller. I mean, yeah. Even if you stick, you 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 put some of the guys on our roster now that have played in in certain situations that but are still strong and powerful, 
they may be able to do a better job, but you're putting 135 pound guys after on the defensive line. Yeah. You and yeah. and then your linebackers are nowhere near that big anyway. You're you're just gonna. It's fourth and go. Phil Snow like bring out the prevent. My thing is this too, like going back to what the whole conversation is about. If you look, and I don't know about y'all, I could be wrong, but when we when we drafted JC Horn, it was completely unexpected for me. I yeah. thought we would take an offensive lineman right there. And I think yeah. it goes back to what Cody's saying, man. I mean, Phil Snow, they made he he's making sure. That he got every draft pick he could. He got every free agent he could get because he wanted to make himself look good, and that's what it's looking like at the end of the day. When when I, when, when oh. we took J.C. Horn, I was truly expecting an offensive lineman or a quarterback. A Fields. That's yeah. We should have took Slater. We should have took Slater. That was on top of his lungs. Which, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I that that was my OT number one. Everybody was talking about Penny Soul. I'm like, nah, dude, Penny is I'll, good. I'll, I'll, Pinay is good, but Rashawn, yep. that's the creme de la creme and, right there. And Matt Rule or somebody in his coaching staff decided that he couldn't play left tackle. Hey, Cody, yeah, I got a question. Yeah. Cody, oh, I, I got to hop out of here, but I'd like to say one last thing. Yeah, so okay. When I start, so um, when I started getting a little uh, iffy about Phil Snow was actually last year when I was going to the Commanders game and – he had Dante Jackson on Terry McLaurin, and he had Stephon Gilmore on the number two wide receiver. Like, that just explains how mismanaged this defense, like, just everything is, man. Like, you don't bring Stephon Gilmore in here to play against the the second guy. You play, you bring him in here to lock up that dude. So that that's part of what I'm saying. Like, I don't think a lot of these players are put in the positions where they can actually succeed. And that's why I asked, like, who else runs a 3 50% of the time? Nobody else. Like, right. go look at Atlanta's film. Their defensive coordinator at least knows how to get Grady Jared sacks. He at least knows how to put A.J. Terrell in a position to get a 50-50 ball. Like, it just comes down to coaching, man. But, yeah, yeah. I'm going to hop out of here. But, yeah, yeah y'all, said, y'all said good, boys. Anthony, you're the man. Brother. I appreciate you for jumping on here. Uh, always for sure. For sure. And I'm yeah, not yeah, – not- I'm not giving oh. Baker no flowers. Trust me, I got his jersey, but if he sucks, like he's gonna be out the window. So, uh, yo, is I Baker? Like it, is man. he really like? Is he really five five? No, he no, he's um, he's like six so, foot, I think. Yeah, that's that's what I say. People talk about his height, and I, I that's I have a strong opinion. If you want to say Baker sucks, that's snapping. Fine. You want to say he has a little hands, whatever it suits you. But okay, you can't I, say his height without saying well then. Drew Brees was the same size. There's not. Yeah, Russell, Russell, Russell Wilson's like Russell five Wilson. ten. Yeah, so why why are they not having those issues? Kyle yeah. so, like five nine. Because you know, they're like five times better. Yeah. I, I, well, <laughs> that and they. You if you go back to Drees, Brees, historically, Brees' drops were way deeper than Mayfield. Like exactly. Brees, a yeah. five step to Brees is like seven. Yeah. So because he had yeah. to. Yeah. So I do so have one last. If I do have one last thing to say. Um. So the one thing I did like from Baker is. He, the that game against Cleveland, that was the first time I've seen a quarterback bring us back on a like give us hope at the end of the game in a long time. Like Teddy was in those games in 2020, but he never got us a lead at any point. That's why we lost those eight games. I, I know we lost because of the defense, but I mean at least Baker was able to put us in a position to win 
Like I never, I haven't seen that since Cam Newton. So, mm. I mean, maybe we have something. Maybe I'm tweaking, or I don't know, man. We'll just have to no, yeah. take it week by week, I guess. Exactly. I think the jury's still out. The jury's still yeah. out. I agree. But, but Anthony, uh, Anthony, I definitely appreciate you being on the show, brother. You know, you're For always sure. welcome to come and hang out with us, man. Uh, Anthony, yeah, you probably and, are uh, <laughs> But dude, Anthony, you're the man. Uh, I will. I will see you next time, brother. Yeah, All right, so, um, uh, so, so let me uh, yeah. well, JD, hold on. Before you go, I've been telling two people I'm about to, about to add them back to the stream forever. First, let's welcome back Nick. Nick out there chilling. What's up, Nick? Uh, and then I don't even know if you can hear me. What up, man? But yeah, all right, there he is. Then, uh, this next fan is one of my favorite types of fans. Uh, it's when we get fans from other teams that come and check us out. And they like us so much that they want to come and continue to hang out. Up next, we got Big Mike from up there. He's a Browns fan. Big Mike, how you doing, man? Hey, guys. Doing really good. Uh, checking YouTube out. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. You guys will not let that go, will you, about the OB, uh, Odell Beckham, huh? I'm telling you, it's the truth, man. Hey, first today, I wanted to... Today, conspiracies are more often true than they're not, so... <laughs> well, first I want to say I, I watched the game Sunday a little bit because uh, some of you know I run a Browns backer chapter here locally in Lancaster, so... I was too busy signing new members up. We almost raised $1,000 for our charities. Cool. But what I did see during the highlights is Baker was dropping the ball a lot, which I had never seen before. So I don't know if that's something they're working through. But the number one question in the sports stations in Cleveland was the difference between a backup quarterback and a number one draft pick. And I think you saw the difference. 13 minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. You guys won that game. I cannot, as a Browns fan, say comfortably that we won that game. I mean, come on. Roughing the passer when our own player gets knocked into the quarterback. And then... And then the uh, intentional grounding because we had a receiver in motion that should have been called. But, I mean, it's kind of like bragging to your friends that you, you, you scored with the hottest girl in the bar right after you roofied her, you know. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Now, Mike, I like that. I That's like that one. conspiracy theories better than the one you did last week. No I got a question like for you, though. So um, I got a question. The uh, is is batted balls a thing with Baker? Is that something we're gonna see? Did you see the all last year, or did you watch, or or do you know? Um, I think the Browns. I think you got some familiarity between the Browns and Baker, and vice versa. Um. The batted balls was never really an issue. Um, so I think that's what they were looking for. I mean, you had immense pressure from the corners, right? Um, so he was, he was, what, uh, what uh, did the coach have him drop back to and then try to throw? I mean, that's I the most. I have no idea what the coach is trying to have him do, to be honest with you. 
Yeah, well, it, it, it seems like that's it. Like, there wasn't – they're trying to get the ball out of his hand fast, but our coach continues to double down that, especially under our new offensive coordinator, Ben McAdoo, they want this to be a throwing offense. He verbatim said that the teams in the modern NFL, they have to be able to throw the football effectively if they have any shot of making the, the Super Bowl. And to that end, I agree with him. But I just don't think that this team is built properly to be a pass-first football team, to a run-first football team. Um, well, you, you got to admit that this is Baker's fifth offensive coach. I mean, offensive playbook, right? So he's still getting used to it. He's only been there in training camp for, what, a month, a month and a half. The first four games, three to four games for any team, is still going to be a learning process. So, But I think what you saw in the fourth quarter, what, capable, what, what Baker's capable of, Give it, giving you the deep ball, spreading out the defense, and, and finding those opportunities. I think that's only going to get better and better and better as the season goes. You know, I, I think, I still believe, um, like us, uh, not Shannon, Shannon Sharp, the other bozo on that show, um, Skip Bayless. I still think his prediction of you guys going to the wild card game, or even better, um, is is going to be a good bet, you know. Like I said, I bought a ticket for you guys to win the Super Bowl. So, um, I, nice. I remember are you trolling us, bro? No, you trolling us, my dog. I think it's the jinx on us. <laughs> I am not a fake Browns fan. We only need forty five more members here in Ohio, and I will have the largest Browns backer chapter in Ohio, and that includes flex on them. Flex on them. That's right. I can tell you all about the Browns. You want me to talk about Paul Brown? I can fill a half an hour up with Paul Brown. You know? That'll have to be for another show. <laughs> yeah, like never on this podcast. Show and love don't make you a fake friend, bro. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and look, shout out to Big Mike because Mike has come on a number of different times now and he's had nothing but great things to say about Baker. I don't question your Brown fandom. I, I, I like that fans can come on here and, and keep us keep it real with us about the players and about both of the teams. So, hey, I, I certainly appreciate your opinion and appreciate wow. uh, appreciate what you have to say. So we'll go to Pickle, and then uh, we're going to get into some prize picks, y'all. Uh, well, hey, guys, I got to step out of here. I appreciate okay. you spending some, allowing right, me to spend some time with you. Um, I'll be watching our game and your game this Sunday. So, hell yeah! Good luck to you guys. Yeah, big Mike, we appreciate you, man. Uh, good luck in getting those forty members, being the biggest chapter up there in Ohio. And, uh, <laughs> you can do it. Oh, hey, real quick, what do you think about the the elf in the middle of the field? You like it? Um, you know, when I voted for that thing, I was extremely drunk. That makes that's sense. exactly what I would yeah. tell everybody. And that's, that's not a conspiracy that, theory either. Yeah. And that makes yeah, it perfect. Yeah. To be honest, like that makes it perfect. I I, I think you should love it no matter what. <laughs> well the, the elf the elf actually goes back to nineteen forty six for the very first Browns game when they played the then Miami Seahawks before they went to Seattle. So I mean the Brownie has a yeah, long World war too. I did not yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The end of the war. I should have, but I didn't. 
Yeah, so, but like I said, I could talk about the Browns all night long, but I know you guys are wanting to talk about the upcoming game. I, I wish you the best of luck. Uh, don't give up on Baker. He'll he'll get better and better with every game, and, um, you know, you guys got plenty of weapons up there, so or down there. <laughs> so, but uh, anyway, will you guys uh, enjoy your weekend, and uh, maybe I'll come back on here uh, next week then. Absolutely. Uh, Big Mike, Mike you're, you're always welcome. You've been a great guest as always. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you next time, man. Heck yeah, dude. All right. Well. See you guys. Later, Later Big Mike. Um, yeah. So, I know uh, – hold on one second. I know John from One Carolina. He's got to get out of here. You know we always appreciate Brother John from coming up here yes, and indeed. talking about the Carolina Panthers, man. We love your input. Um, uh, what, what's, uh, what's the last thing you got for the show? And then tell them where they can find you, brother. Yeah, now nah, I'm just sitting here laughing in the chat. Uh, why big Jordan is wild, bro? Like, he said, the, the, the <laughs> man, Jordan's the, the, the homie, though. Yeah, big Jordan. the, the hey, John. in the middle of the face. He's talking about they got a Baker mascot. <laughs> you gonna give us, uh, you give us a prediction, John? Oh, lord. Uh, 26 20 us. Hey, okay, yeah, 26 20 us. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but you okay. know, I always enjoy uh, tapping in with you guys, man. I am a, a huge fan uh, of your show. Uh, continue success to you guys. Look forward to us uh, being able to work again and collaborate uh, very yeah, soon. And I appreciate hey, all you guys as well. For sure. Sure. Hey, uh, tomorrow night, John, uh, if you want to hop on and do uh, the commentary for the uh, Madden, we do it live stream now. It's not something yeah, we we're live so. Now we're oh, live streaming uh, uh, these, uh, these Madden simulations. So if you want to hop on, message us and we'll let you on, bro. Yeah, for sure. Uh, probably can't do it this week, but next week I'm yep. game. Word. Awesome. You good? Hey, appreciate you, John. Y'all check out One Carolina uh, on YouTube, on Twitter. Check him out. John is certified the man. He's also a Clemson fan, so you know he's good people. Oh yeah, that's what I was gonna say before I left, man. Yo, if Twan come back on here, ask him why they deadlock with Louisville of all teams, and it's going into halftime, dog. Uh, I hope Twan <laughs> come back on. Wax sauce. I hope, I hope so badly that Twan comes back on here. Dude. I know he probably watch it. All right, uh, no, you know it's not. Uh, you're the man. I appreciate you, brother, and uh, we'll see job. you next time. Yep. All right, later, John. Um, Tony, I don't know if you can hear me, man. If you want to jump back in for the prize pick segment, uh, you're more than welcome to hop back in, bro. Um, but let's go ahead and do that. Um, this next segment, as you might already be aware. Hey, Cody, brought- before. Yeah, go ahead, Jay. And I'm about to hop off too. Um, so I'm about to hop off too. I'm gonna, I'm gonna continue to listen to the chat, but I got some stuff I'm okay. gonna go to the uh, hey, do your thing, brother. Always happy to have you on the show. Tell them where they can find you, bro. Yeah, yeah, man. Just I, uh, before I, before I hop off, I just want to say um, I went back, um, watched all 22 of the game. Um, besides the the miscues on Baker's part. What this off when I say that this offense could become something that they can go nuclear, there were four plays where Baker didn't have enough time in the pocket. And if he had, two of those plays would have been the shy for 50 plus touchdowns. One of them would have been to DJ, and DJ could have possibly got to the sideline and took it in. Those are three plays that would have resulted in like 21 points. I can't remember what the fourth one was. So going into this week, I genuinely expect like the, the Giants secondary suspect. I know a lot of us want to see us uh, run the ball, but I think this could be the game where in which you want to lean a little bit more on Baker's hand on uh, arm. So 
all that being said, it's week one. For as bad as we played, we should have won that game, if not for the referees interjecting themselves into it. So uh, I think we're going to be good, man. We're we, we going to get the dub this week, go one and one Last thing I want to say is I don't feel that good about uh, South Carolina being 2-1 after this week because of who we play. So I'm going to need y'all to pray for us. <laughs> hey, J.D. Yeah. I mean, man. What's your, uh, what's your score prediction? Uh. I, I I'm not even gonna give a score prediction. Like I, I always go with 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 what I want to see, and and if I said it, people would be like, "Bro, you tripped me." Do the Panthers cover? They're, they're one. They're one and a half point dog. I'm. Uh, yeah, they 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 win convincingly. I'll say that right, we're, we're gonna win convincingly. All right. I like that. Hey man, that's been JD from the beautiful Isles of Hawaii. JD, I appreciate you, bro. Enjoy the rest of the podcast. Uh, and it's audio for man. But yeah, that was J. That was JD. Um, let me make sure I got this. Uh, let, let me throw with something out real quick while you're doing that, Cody. The uh, then we're gonna uh, do prize picks. Yeah, the uh, just wanted to let it out because we haven't talked about it. Uh, Shy Smith is our right now is going to enter the game, enter the rest. I guess the rest of this year as our leading kick and punt returner, but he's also has a groin injury, groin injury, and he has had a history of that. And he's didn't practice at all today. But Matt Rule said today that if he can't go. DJ Moore is going to be our kick returner, and uh, Chuba Hubbard is going to be our punt returner. What I just like Robbie coach. Anderson would be a better option to put what back. If you're going to put I, no yeah. starters, should be doing kick returns, bro. I, I, I agree, but what that's exactly Gilford? what he said. What about the guy we just traded for? Right, that, I mean, that's what I'm wondering too. Like, what's the point of like us getting Come him? On, not, yeah. yeah. Oh no, the the guy that. Or are you talking about Chanel? Or are you talking yeah. about yeah. the one Chanel. that we picked up on the Bears? Oh, no, well, he's hurt. He's not, hurt. He's not built for that. He's he's a slower yeah, I, wide receiver. He's dude, more. Yeah, he, he's closer to a tight end than a wide receiver. Yeah. Yep. But hold that thought. Let's go ahead and jump into this. This next segment, in case you didn't already know, is brought to you by our partner at Prize Picks. We have been using prize picks to break down the game. And, man, people are messaging us and telling us the money that they've won. It's an awesome opportunity, and we're going to use it to break down this game. All first-time users that deposit and use our C3 promo code will receive a 100 instant deposit match of up to $100. So if you deposit 100, prize picks will give you 100. If you deposit 50, prize picks will give you 50. So go to prize picks, use the promo code C3, and make some money, man. Tell them that C3 sent you, and we're going to use them right now to go through this game. We're going to look at some of the entries, and you guys are going to tell me basically what the good picks are. We'll look at the Giants, we'll look at the Panthers, and we'll, uh, we'll see what we got going here. I got robbed on Thursday night, boys. I saw. I said the CK got robbed hardcore, dude. All right. I needed Eckler to be under 18 points, fantasy points. He got 18.2. Otherwise, I, that I was, and it was because of a single catch at the end of the game. 
for no gain. Like it literally had no gain, but because it's a points per reception, he went over eighteen, and I lost seventy five dollars. <laughs> you got you got screwed, CK. I had Herbert over three hundred and three yards, and then I had Patrick Mahomes under three hundred and thirty, and Eckler under eighteen, and I was looking like a fucking genius all the way up until that last drive of Herbert and them. And like, even then I was like, oh my God, cause then he barely just hit it. It was ridiculous. Anyway. No, so, hey, yeah, these, uh, these, these prize picks, uh, I mean, uh, they, you have the urge to want to go for it all, but remember they do have the three out of the four option. So that way, if you do not hit on all your picks, you can still get three out of the four, still win some money in the process. Um, yeah, yeah that's uh, Cody. That's called the flex play, right? Uh, yeah. And you can, you, you know, you might not win as big when you have the flex play, but it's a safer um, kind of co uh, combination of entries. But one of the cool things is that about prize picks is they do like some bonus stuff. Like today, I got an email from them Flex Friday Flex Boost. If you made a pick between three and six today, you made an entry uh, for your flex pays, they moved it from um, a 10-time payout to a 15-time payout for five out of five. Three out of three, You, if you get three out of three, you get two. Like It was like a bonus time to make picks. So I got in there and made some picks today on the account, hoping uh, to make up some ground from last week in the Christian McCaffrey debacle. Yeah, uh, and... Uh... I, I, I told y'all to hit a touchdown. I told y'all to do it. Y'all didn't listen to me. Yeah. I, I should have taken the interception on Baker Mayfield because I had gotten that I told too. you that too. And, hey, that might be another good one uh, for this game as well, all things depending. Uh, but let, let's take a look at these. Right now, they got Christian McCaffrey at uh, 60 and a half rushing yards. I don't know. I kind of feel like regardless of what they say about our offense, after what happened – Last week, how do you not feed Christian McCaffrey the football? To me, that seems like a good option for more. I would. By the way, this this number has moved up five yards since Tuesday, because on the Tuesday night show we got this at fifty-five and a half rushing yards. Uh, they're also saying that Aziz Ojolari, the defensive end for the Giants, uh, is is questionable. Um, and we still have no word on Kayvon Thibodeau. There was rumors that Kayvon Thibodeau, their first-round draft pick, might make his NFL debut against the He's Panthers. doubtful, though, right? Yeah, but I've been yeah. hearing doubtful. But I've heard a lot of different things, Jay Stubbs. I've heard some people saying that even in spite of reports, he is trying to play. Um, now, whether or not he does, I don't know. But he is indeed listed as doubtful right now. So it doesn't surprise me. If Christian McCaffrey's numbers are going up, uh, I, I think if the edges are going to be weak for them, they might want to use Christian's agility on the outside and uh, get him rushing the football. Take the um, touchdown for sure. Which one? Is, it, is there any any Christian McCaffrey touchdown? Yeah, so, let me scroll back up. Well, yeah. If you go in the app, there is, uh, if you can look for, at least maybe across the top bar, uh, there is a touchdown, and it's like rushing, passing, or receiving touchdown option. You just type in McCaffrey. Yeah, yeah, right there. 
There you go. There it is, right there. Tony, are you able to adjust your mic? It's like, like, like way higher than normal. Loud? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I can step away from it. Uh, that might help. You're loud. You're loud. You just step away from it. It's not too loud, but you are. It is pretty loud. You have a good mic. Um, yeah. So damn, Christian McCaffrey, point five pass. Uh, yeah, I like that too. Is there any touchdown? Yes. It, he just has that, to get a touchdown. You got to take that one. one. One player at a time. So I do the touchdown, bro. That's more likely. Yeah. So that right there, more. That's what I put. I put. Uh, yeah, but you can't do 60 and the touchdown, right? Remember last time you couldn't do that? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah you're right. So I got to pick one or the other. Yeah, damn. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Any better? Yes, much better. Is there a rushes? Like how many times he gets it? Uh, carries? Yeah, there was last week. But again, uh, you can you can only uh, pick one. So. Yeah. Huh? Hold up! I don't know what the hell just happened. Hold up! <clears throat> hey Cody, I looked at the the Georgia South Carolina one for prize picks. You know how many rushing yards Spencer Rattlers they have on here? How many? Negative nine point five. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. It is negative nine point five rushing yards. Yeah. Dude, that's insane. <laughs> um all right, hold on, let me bring this back up. I don't know why it logged me out. Hey, okay. what's your what's your code for that? Uh C three. The C and a three. Yep. Can cool. you make two profiles and get this uh, promo code? Uh, I don't think I'm you not. can. I think it's uh, um, is it because you got to put in your license and stuff like that. Uh, so I yeah. think, yeah, they'll they'll send your ass the damn uh, <laughs> tax thing if you hit big. All right, I'm I'm doing the touchdown. Um, is there any field stat that we ever feel com- comfortable with doing? I always feel so uncertain. Baker inter- Baker interception. I feel pretty confident. Oh, yeah, I'm kind of thinking so too, man. But I don't, I don't ever want to root, root for that. You know what I mean? I know that's the same thing, J Subs. Like that's why I didn't do it last time because I don't want to be like, fuck, let him throw in one interception. Like I don't want to be pulling for that. But dude, it seems like a reasonable, a reasonable entry, man. I, took, I think Baker over 215 yards is a reasonable. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's pretty. I mean, if you don't get hurt, he, I mean, he did 140 like five in the fourth quarter. I think right. Yeah, Skip Bayless said that 117 times yeah. this week. <laughs> so y'all y'all like Baker to clear 215? Yeah. I, I think so, man. I'm thinking about like a lot of if he doesn't, If he doesn't, we're firing. Everybody's getting fired. I think Robbie yeah. Anderson yeah. might have more than 40. Yeah, so, I, love, I love Robbie on the deep ball this year, dude. It's going to be there. It was their all game last game, to be honest with you. Yeah. Does 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 kick returns have calculated into his rushing yards for DJ Moore? No, they don't. Nah. they don't count okay. in rushing yards. The other thing, this is pretty neat to show. I wonder what this means. First of all, the people are using the C three code. I think that's one thing. But Robbie yeah. Anderson as well. His number was thirty six and a half receiving yards on Tuesday. That's what I got it up, and it's gone up to. 39, 39 and a half. Not much, but I wonder if we're moving the line. Of course. 
Did y'all like any of these other numbers? Uh, I think you got to go to the Giants too and see that. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm about yeah, to. I can take one. I'm clicking. Yeah, Barkley definitely. Love Dan so, Gonzalez under seven point five points. I thought I had it, man. <laughs> I thought I had it. It's still showing up on my Instagram though. Cody, what what was DJ's again? It was like, uh, I think it was more. Five receptions, I think it was. Oh, five receptions sounds good. How many yeah, have I, I would wait. Robbie's thirty nine. Yeah, yeah. thirty nine yards. That might be a lock, boy. Yeah, I'm, I'm know, going man. with the over on the DJ. I think DJ is going to get more than five catches. Yeah, he had a game where people were saying you didn't get him involved last week, and he had five catches. Yeah. So I would go. So I would go the over on that if you can. So right. So. But we're also saying that Christian McCaffrey is going to run the ball a lot. No, nah, we said touchdown, B. Yeah, we just have him getting touchdowns. Is Adore Jackson playing? Because would he not cover Robbie though? Who? Adore Jackson. Uh, yeah, he 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 would guard uh, DJ, right? I guess the question oh, is: Are you going? Are you going to go receptions, Cody? Or are you going to go yards on Robbie? Almost is it go- three receptions? Yeah, yeah. Woo. I go. I go with man. the over on the receptions for DJ and Robbie. I think they're both going to get more than that. The I other, think Robbie can catch one ball for seventy yeah. yards or something. The other starting quarterback or starting corner for the Giants is 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 out. Yeah, but we said that yeah. last year. Oh, that's true. You're right. You're right. Yeah, but last year we had Sam Darnold, and I mean, what I will give, I have to give it, Baker credit for the fourth quarter. He he earned some credit for the fourth quarter. You know what he put together there, how he made it happen. If he had played like that the rest of the game, I'm for yeah, Nick. You're right. You it, if he would have hit that pass we, we, in the first half, we would we would we would have been more you know hyped for it. Needs to be better with. All right, we're looking at the Giants here. We got Saquon right rushing. Hey, Nick, you're, you're breaking up pretty bad, brother. But the, Gi- the Giants the have three no, quarters out out of this game. Damn, well. Saquon seventy four. I meant easy next game. I'm not doing seventy four, but was he get one touchdown? Se- yeah, we. Yep. Ooh. Oh, I think a touchdown, huh? I can't see it. Scroll down a hair. What does that say? Is that touchdown? Just what is it? Point five? Oh yeah. Oh wow. Um, the other thing is, is this is uh his numbers gone up four yards too. Uh, we got him on Tuesday for seventy and a half rushing yards. Yeah, I mean, you gotta wonder this is how can anybody? I mean, like it would be. It's you know, uh, Carolina looks so bad against the run. Yeah. Do the insurance, bro. Try the insurance this time. You didn't do it last week, did you? No, I didn't. I did not. I damn sure didn't. But I'm going to be real. I feel more confident about these picks than I do last week's. What was your last week's picks? Oh, dude. I had uh, CMC. I had him at 14 receptions. Uh, I had... Receptions? No, uh, for uh, for CMC it was like something like uh, 
In a way, I think it was 44 uh, receiving yards and 64 go. rushing yards. And we took the uh, more on all of those things on the Tuesday night show. I know that. Um, but you can't for, do that, can you? In, in different entries that you can't. You know what I'm oh. saying? If you do two different entries. So, like, I've got, like, got uh, we had uh, Christian McCaffrey at more than 55 and a half rushing yards. No, and wait, he no, would have no, got no, no, it. No, no, no. Past it, it interest, past interest. Hold on. Right? He yeah, had uh, forty-five and a half receiving yards that. and uh, sixty-five and a half rushing yards, and he didn't get close to either of those numbers. Christian didn't cover any of the the his numbers. He Maker, well, they 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 did. Um, Christian got the touchdown. Yeah, if he would have done the touchdown, yeah, they did. Uh, they did. Didn't count his twenty-eight yard run that he picked the fumble up. Yeah, that was that one hurt because that one and Matt Rule talked about that because it was a fumble recovery and it would have been yeah. that would have put him over. Yep, he would have had like what eighty yards rushing. It would look better anyway. Right? Uh, it would have been like sixty. Still would have looked better. Way better, yeah, way better than thirty-three. So guys, I uh, so for my final picks, uh, I'm, I'm having. Uh, Christian McCaffrey at a touchdown, uh, more than 0.5 of a touchdown. I got Baker Mayfield at 215.5 yards. I got Robbie at more than three projected receptions. And Saquon Barkley at more than uh, a touchdown, either rushing or reception. Now, I'm doing the flex pay this time. So, as you can see, a $20 entry. If I hit three out of these four, I win $100. Dude, if I was feeling real big balls, I could do all four of those, and a $20 entry gets me $200. I haven't won anything yet, so I am trying to hit, and I am confident about our picks this week. I am going to place this entry for your boy, uh, and then... You can do the same thing. All you have to do is go to Prize Picks, use our promo code C3, and they will match any deposit up to $100, man. And that um, is your first deposit. I want to put, you know, clarify. Yeah, it's your first deposit. All first time users that deposit and use our C3 promo code will receive a $100 instant deposit match up to $100. If you deposit 100, prize picks gives you 100. If you deposit 50, prize picks will give you up to 50. Win some money, money man. Yeah, and Kev did. Uh, wife said it was free money. Shit. <laughs> man, y'all can win some cash and thank the C3 podcast when you're able to do it. Um, what else we got for the show, man? Let's do let's do this uh this Giants game, B. Let's see what everybody thinks about what's gonna happen. Yeah, there, there's yeah. One thing that we haven't talked about that I want to bring up. Had that one. <laughs> PFF likes them. When I want anyone have anything. <laughs> I mean, no, go them, Nate, what do you what? think about that? What do you think about uh, Pat about the Panthers continuing to run with Pat Alflin over Bradley Bozeman, who is healthy and able to play, mind you, with a defensive line. Uh, coming from the Giants, okay, 
now is the perfect time to start Bradley Bradley Bozeman to know know what we have in him in a lesser quality opponent. So we need the play. Yes, Pat Offline had the highest grade on the O line, but let's face it, the o, the rest of the O line had played terrible just about that entire game. You had a starting left tackle. You had a basically starting left guard as well because Brady Christensen did not necessarily start at guard a lot last year. So you had two rookies on the left side. You had a brand new right guard who had never played with us before except in a couple of games in the preseason. What do you expect? So, And Terrell Motrin um, looked horrible Sunday. Yeah, he did. Terrell Motrin looked yeah, worse than Pat Elfline did. Don't talk about much. Period. I By the did. way, you yeah, a lot, of people, a lot of people did notice that he did play yeah. pretty freaking terrible. And shout out, to just, shout out to Just Don't Care for the $5 love bomb in the Super Chat. I definitely appreciate that. By the way, if you would like to join uh, the C3 Super Fam, you can do so. Hit the join button for custom badges and emojis. And we're always doing giveaways, y'all. Always doing giveaways. We're going to be giving out more stuff. We're uploading the uh, up, updating more badges and emojis, all that are relevant to the C3 fan base. So therapy session, y'all. That's what we do here. Shout out to Tree50 yeah. in the chat room. Um, yeah, that, let's break this down. Let's go ahead and get some. Uh, uh, well, no. So first, let's go to Pat Elflin. Let's talk about this Pat Elflin thing. What is the deal? Can we just chalk this up to uh, Matt Rule mismanaging his team? Yet again? Uh, I, 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 in my opinion, I, I would. But at the same time, when I rewatched, I rewatched it in all twenty-two in regular. Uh, I, I don't see a lot of horrible plays from Pat offline. Now he didn't look great, but he but as normal in the run game, he don't have a push in the run game to me. He just doesn't have it. But he didn't he did he wasn't glaring. The the two guys I saw glaring the, the biggest guy on the offensive line I saw glaring was the right tackle, to be honest. It Icky looked like a rookie playing a, an elite defensive mean left tackle? Just, I mean yeah, no Icky looked like a rookie left tackle playing an elite defensive All end. pro defensive end, yep. yeah. But, but Taylor Motrin looked like trash, and I'll just be nice and say trash. But as far as Pat Elfline, mm-hmm. Pat Elfline didn't look horrible, but surely I, I would, I would uh, at least rotate Bozeman in there because he got to be better. I mean. And his thing is running. He's a run grader, right? That's why. That's yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah I'll would... give. I'll give Moten. I'll give Moten. Like he tended to. He does start slow in the season. Not excuses or not, but it seems like he needs a game. I, I, I know. I know. Going. Last last year he looked bad. Keep in mind that Taylor Moten always has someone brand new playing next to him every year. Mm-hmm. And again, it's like consistency. It's hard to get good at something that you're not asked to do a lot. And again, I'm not saying that his position has changed, but so much of the offensive line is continuity with the guy next to you. The offensive and, line moves as a unit. And if and if everyone isn't on the same page, then you've got real problems. That's another reason why I think this competition has been detrimental to us. Like there doesn't need to be a competition. Put the best guys 
where they need to be. If someone ends up doing better, then yeah, give them an opportunity. But for now, you need to put the best players at the best position. And you should have given them all training camp to get on the same level and to be on the same page with one another. I think that's part of the reason why we had a lot of first uh, blunders is because our offensive line just hadn't been in enough opportunities to get that rhythm with one another. And and one of Moten's uh, sacks he gave up, I think Baker just it was all is all on him. I think he just kind of kind of ran away for no reason and got sacked. From what I understand. Which play? One of Moten's sacks. Uh, it wasn't Moten's fault, or right, it was right, right. or whatever. It, Baker just kind of okay. ran away from a clean pocket and got sacked. Yeah, but he, that's not he's not not to sound defensive, but there's a lot of quarterbacks do that. But and, I'm saying like it, it goes down know, as he gave up a sack, but you know what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, but I mean, Cam used to do that all the time. He used to take off running when he thought he he could do more than what he could throw in. And you know, it's just it's just to me, Taylor Motrin is getting paid too much money to look this bad for going on two years. Is it's time to put up or shut up? You're supposed to. You're making good money, so it's just my opinion. So this year's a dud. Like I said, do we trade him? Get some picks? No, you definitely don't trade your best offensive lineman. Yeah. That's, that's my point, though. So for the for the last for, for last year and right now, I mean, he right now I don't know that he is our best offensive lineman. We traded Turner. Remember, he was our best offensive lineman. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think that I don't I don't know. Now, granted, it's just it's just one week. It's just one week. Yeah. Taylor Motion could have three or four games or longer, and and yeah. I laugh at myself next week. That's highly possible. Well, so. I mean, again, it's prove it season, and that's yeah. why I have been saying that there isn't anyone. That gets the oh, he's proven his way for us. We love him. Like everyone has to have and play their best season this year, and and that's true for every player up and down this roster. It doesn't matter if you're Christian yep. McCaffrey, Taylor Moten, Brian Burns. It don't matter. We have to right. have your best this right. year. And we, the question yep. is, do you think that we're going to see it against the Giants? Because if you listen to our coaching staff, they continue to make it sound like. Hey, it wasn't that bad of a game. We came on very strong at the end and did some good things at the end. Uh, it's just that open issue. Do you all trust this team to be able to bounce back and put up a good performance? I'm going to go to Jay Stubbs first. Jay Stubbs, what say you, man? And then go ahead and give me – so do this. Tell me your uh, assessment I of the game. You. Give me a breakout player. And and a, and a score prediction. All right, the, my answer for the first question is until I see us, which is probably not going to happen. I hate to say it. Stop the run. I'm going to say no because we can't stop the run. We're not going to be, be able to beat anybody. Like like I said, it's it's fundamentally when you're di- when we're, we're this egregious against the run, like it's going to ruin. Like you saw last week. I mean, every third down, it's like oh my god. It's like. If everything is, if every third down is manageable, it's gonna be a long week. And then um, my breakout player, uh, I don't know, man. Let's go. Know it. Fuck it. Akima Kwanu, breakout player this week. And I got the Panthers okay. winning 27-17. Giants scored that last touchdown late, and it makes it look closer than it was. All right, 27-17. Is he breakout player? Uh. Yeah, man, like, 
did, I think it, especially seeing how we performed early last, uh, last, last game in the opening half, I, I would, I would think that you're going to want to use your offensive line to try and be physical and run with Christian McCaffrey. Like Matt Rule admitted it in the press conference. He's like, yeah, we probably should have ran a little more. Like he even said that out of his mouth. So I, I like Kevin Quandu as a pick to, uh, to be a breakout player. Uh, Nick, Nick, you still there? I am. I am. Yeah, and by the um, way, uh, just going forward, you don't have to. So if I say a breakout player or like a player that's going to have a great performance, you don't have to if you don't want to. Just putting that out for clarification's sake. But go ahead, uh, Nick. Uh, give me your like your overall assumption of the game. Give me your score prediction, and give me a breakout player. So I think we aren't. We still aren't going to be able to stop the run. So I think that's going to kind of it's going to hurt us in the long run. But if Baker can play like he did in the second half, I'm thinking it's going to be something like 33 to 21, maybe. Um, I just, I don't, but the problem is I don't have much faith faith in defense stopping the run. So I could definitely see us losing this game, which kind of sucks. Did you say, uh, say the score prediction again? I'm thinking 30 to 22 with us winning, but I could very, very easily see us losing the game because we can't stop the run. Like, I'm not going to lie, dude. Last week I was on here and I, I called us winning. And I was like, man, I, I don't know. It, it just didn't sit right with me last week. You know, we didn't change enough in our front seven to be able to stop the run. And when we lose one of our best edge rushers, yes, he couldn't stop the run either. But what else do you expect to happen? I agree. One thousand percent, I agree. Um, yeah, it'll be, dude. Seeing what this team does, I mean, this is a big bounce back week. It's gonna let us know that if this team has it within them to be able to course correct the things that they've done. Um, white chocolate. I, talk to me, I man. Want us to win, Give man. me a. Yeah, I know. I do too, Nick. I'm, uh, uh, you know, it, to me, it's a ma- it's a matter of stopping Saquon. If the Panthers it, Cody. can shut Say down, it, Cody. if the Panthers can shut down Saquon Barkley, we're gonna win the football game. If we can't, Quote, oh, dude, it's gonna be a long fucking afternoon, boys. If we can't, you gotta quote, you gotta quote the great John Fox. It is what it is. It is what it is. And it is what it is. I mean, no truer words were ever spoken, to be honest with you. White Chocolate, give me your assessment of this game, uh, your breakout player, and what's the final score? Um, Well, last week I had Robbie Anderson going big, so I got that, but that's about it. Nice. <laughs> but uh, I think the score is going to be 28 14. Giants. I think Barkley's going to run all over us. Damn. It's going to help Danny so much. I don't think we're, we're going to have enough time on offense to do anything, just like last week. Uh, breakout player. 
With your Saquon breakout player. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I appreciate that honesty. Uh and I mean, hey, I'm 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 like to agree with you. I'll make my pick here at the end. But I also made my, my pick on the Tuesday show, but I'll elaborate a little bit more. Um then my man Codizzle, the voice that makes the moist, CK, before you start fragging out, my man. Yeah. Uh, what what's your uh, score prediction? You have a breakout player and just give me an assessment of the game overall. Yeah, so my prediction on Tuesday was that the Panthers in 21-20 uh thanks to a missed field goal by Graham Gano. Um oh. and uh and here's the break what were the other options you said? Uh breakout, breakout player. Play, yeah, one breakout player doesn't have to be a Panther. And um yeah, your uh, and just your overall assessment of this matchup. I think a breakout breakout player. See, I don't want to use anybody who is uh, too obvious here. Um, I think a breakout player is going to be Jeremy Chin. I think uh, he was largely silent in the game last week. Um, I think I think that they're going to shore up a bunch of stuff, and the stars are going to be stars uh, on this defense. So we're going to see uh, what they're able to do uh, at this point. So I would say. Jeremy Chin comes in here and uh, does uh, does some Jeremy Chin type stuff. I love it. I love it, man. Jeremy Chin, kind of unhappy with how he has been used in this defense. Uh, if you believe the the source uh, that we were able to talk about a little bit earlier, and for those of you who did miss it, rewind this show after we're done. Check that out. We we uh, unloaded some big news about some real rifts in the Panthers organization between some players and some coaches uh, and who's in control of this thing. And I'll, I'll go on my Twitter and put a lot of my cliff notes on Twitter so that way I can recap kind of what was said today. Um, but, yeah, Cody, I, 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 you just, I like you that. Just, you just wheeled go yourself ahead. right into the Panthers organization and dropped a giant pipe bomb. Yeah, man, I just kind of, I guess I put my balls on the table. You let your nuts no, hang. <laughs> yeah, I let them hang. But you know what? I don't want to say my, because I wouldn't be able to do this without my C3 family, man. Without everybody coming on here, hanging out, being a part of this. Um, I appreciate you guys for doing it, man. Panther Pickle, you are my guy. Wouldn't be able to do it without you two as well, man. I'm going to come to you, saving you for last think about this game um oh. tell me uh your breakout player and your final score my breakout player i think um i think cj uh horn uh jc horn's gonna have a good game um and i believe that but i still believe we're going to lose 21-24 Giants. So I think we're going to give up a lot of runs. So you're saying Grand Gano hits the game when it field goal? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All that's, right. what, that's what Graham Gano does. So Yeah. Um, all right. So I'm going to go ahead and, and go last here. Um, look, I, I'm kind of at the point after three seasons of this, I just don't trust the Panthers until they prove mm -hmm. that I can trust them. 
So welcome to the dark side, Cody. I'm I'm with uh, y'all. I'm not picking them until they win. Yeah, I'm saying 20, 24 to seventeen. I think the Giants are coming out on top. Um, and personally, I got two breakout players. Uh, I think it's going to be Andrew Thomas and Evan Neal of the Giants. And by the way, if you don't know who they are, that is the first round picks at left and right tackle for the New York Giants. Now, the, the tackles is because if you look at the Panthers and their defense and what they gave up last week against the Browns, it was all plays to the outside. Nick Chubb beat us to the outside, stretched us from sideline to sideline. But when you go and look at Saquon Barkley and what he did, this man went sideline to sideline, making plays all up and down the field. So at this point, I'm looking at a player who is built to attack us in the area where we are quite literally the weakest on our team. And he's faster than Chubb. Oh, and a lot faster. I mean, he ran like a four three seven yeah. or something. Like the the dude has freak of nature type speed. He's like McCaffrey. So that 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 prevent defense ain't gonna work, is it? No, we ain't preventing nothing no. with the prevent defense. Um, the and prevent by the way, de- like the prevent the, defense is to prevent Panthers from winning. And by the way, I'll just tell y'all this too. There was information that I also could have said tonight, but chose not to because it implies it, it implies players are doing something that the NFLPA essentially says that they're not supposed to be doing. Betting but no, no, not betting, no, no, it's nothing to do with putting, no, no, putting no, money no, on but, the Giants. <laughs> it, it, but, it's, pe- it's petty things. It's petty yeah. things that we all know about. Yeah, and it's something that you could probably figure out. But once again, when, you know, I'm not trying to get people in trouble. That's why I didn't want to mention the name of the player that we have heard this from or the name of the coach that that player is getting the news and the information from. So, hey, man, take it for what it's worth. Um, I appreciate each and every one of you for being on here. I'm about to go and put some of the cliff notes on my Twitter, so if you would like a recap <clears throat> of uh, everything that was said today, you're more than welcome to check me out on Twitter at Cody Lack right there. It's right by my face. Um, and that's it, boys. I'm probably about to go on Geeks Chasing Squirrels hey. to talk a little bit mm-hmm. of uh, House of the Dragon, baby, my favorite fucking show, dude. Need the hot uh, DM me. Dude, need that fucking hot D. You might have got some hot D in the last episode. Oh, some really hot D. (laughs) That brothel D, you know what I'm saying? Some of that uncle D, you know what I'm saying? That that D that couldn't get hard, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. (laughs) I still haven't seen any of it yet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, okay. Hey, bro, that's your problem. (laughs) it's time to catch up man but um no listen i i appreciate every single one of you for being a part of the c3 panthers podcast my name is cody lashing this has been another edition of 
the C3 Friday Free For All, the show for fans, by the fans, um, until Sunday when we will be doing our post-game show after the Giants game. Come hang out with the C3 Panthers podcast. Until then, keep pounding. Keep pounding. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.